You're in the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. Here we are, Gene and Chris on the Paracast, but as you hear the show, on the very same day this show is being broadcast, we will probably be in Fountain Hills, Arizona at the International UFO Congress trying to score up a few interviews with some of the guests. Yeah, we're going to have some fun. Oh, yeah, we're going to rock and roll and do all sorts of wacky stuff, or maybe not, depending on your point of view. The thing is, I looked at the list of speakers for this year, and for the most part, it's much, much better than the previous year. Evidently, they got the message over there. Yeah, but uh, I've been banned from the building. (laughs) I don't know if many of our listeners will recall, but after last year's um, Congress, I I went ahead and did a a WTF uh, editorial about the list of speakers and some of the goings-ons. And boy, I'll tell you, I was was just being honest, and I was taken to task for that. So I'll be a little bit more diplomatic this year. Uh, Or sure you will. Yes, I agree. You will be diplomatic. Well, they must have read the writing on the wall or the writing on the editorial because, boy, I'll tell you, they have a much better lineup this year that's... Uh, on par with the first year that Open Minds uh, took over the show and uh, event. And I must doff my hat to them. They have a very good lineup uh, this year. I'm, I'm looking forward to to going and uh, rubbing elbows with uh, with some folks and, and hopefully learning something. Um, Paul Stonehill is someone that I think hasn't gotten the kind of uh, notoriety and deserves more people knowing about his work as it relates to UFO events in Russia. He's someone that um, I'm really looking forward to finally meeting and finding out about some of the really cool cases that are uh, being reported over there, but don't really make it out into the mainstream. I was looking over the list. About half of these people have been on the Paracast one or more times. Others we should get on the Paracast, and some I look forward to meeting. So we'll have some interesting stuff. In the meantime, last week we had an interesting discussion that we have to talk about with Arnie Six Killer Clark. And she was talking about encounters with star people. And it was about UFOs seen by Native Americans. Except in this particular situation, as you listeners recall, there were no names. Locations were expressed, if at all, very generally. In a few cases, maybe we heard about the professions of the witnesses. And I understand that. I understand that you want to keep confidentiality and if people tell you something with the promise you will not reveal their names or specific identifying information that's a good thing to do you want to respect confidences we like to do that in the ufo field some people don't believe that however the problem is here is that when you try to sum it all up what's going on you get the silly meme that well there's star people they have a federation where they have a non-interference policy with earthlings and yet all we're hearing about is interference it's like they have their own policies but they don't obey them (laughs) good point they don't listen this is advanced beings now understand humans we're primitive right so if we don't listen to anybody and we don't that's understandable we're primitive we're savages but we have this advanced race or many races of godlike beings that are found throughout the galaxy And to a person, I won't call them men or women, whatever they are, to a person, they have this philosophy of non-interference, just like the philosophy of Star Trek. You know, don't interfere 
in the affairs of lesser planets or that sort of thing. The so prime in, directive. The prime directive. Okay, so they have their own prime directive, except they ignore it. Now, we understand on the Star Trek TV show, it's a TV show, so they ignore the prime directive whenever Captain Kirk saw a pretty girl. You know, he sees a pretty girl, the prime directive goes out the window. He's got to make it with her. But here we have the star people, highly advanced people, and their prime directive, assuming it exists, they don't follow. And how do we know it exists? Because they tell us so. And the other question that comes to my mind, why believe them? Because they're more advanced than we are? So someone comes down to Flying Saucer and he says, I'm from the Pleiades, or I'm from Alpha Centauri, or I'm from the center of the Earth. Okay? Tell me another story. Why should I believe them? Yeah, I, you know, I totally agree with what you're saying, and, and, and I think you're, you're bringing up some very good points. You know, it, it kind of makes you scratch your head and wonder, you know, is it worth spending all this time interviewing all these people when basically all you're doing is contributing to, I don't know, a, a sense of folklore? You know, I don't really get a sense from uh, reading the book and from talking uh, to Artie that we, we really have advanced our knowledge. Uh, basically, what we're doing, it, it would appear, at least on the surface, that we're, we're just solidifying some of the preconceptions that people already have about this whole field. And, and I'm not sure if that's a good thing. Uh, I, I think it's important for indigenous peoples, in this case American Indians, to feel confident enough and comfortable enough to come forward and tell their stories. But without some data points, without some, you know, some follow-up, uh, I'm, I'm just not, I, I think it's just uh, more spinning the wheels, don't you? It makes for good stories. You know, maybe it's a coffee table kind of book. You know, you sit back, you want to read a couple of cool stories, and you enjoy it, and you put the book down, and it's light reading. You know, light reading, it's like going to, what do they used to say? You go to a Chinese restaurant, and you have a meal, and you feel hungry an hour later. <laughs> and your, your jaw itches from MSG. Is that what it does to you? My wife gets headaches from MSG. Well, you know, I, I, again, I really do applaud the amount of effort, obviously, and, and energy and the time that it took to compile these stories. I mean, uh, her jaw-dropping figure of 900 interviews, boy, that, you know, she's been working on this for a long time. But, but did you really learn anything new, Jean, from the book uh, and from speaking with her? Or did it just kind of just give you a, a, a new version of things that we've been hearing for decades? As we say, empty calories. Well, I do applaud her efforts, and, and I'm, I'm glad that she took the time to, uh, to do the book and come on the show. And, you, you know, know it's Patrick- like the first half of an investigation. So you collect the stories, you collect the information, and then you come back and you do the follow-ups. But in this case, there will be no follow-ups unless one of these individuals chooses to come forth with their information so we can explore it. Then she made one comment there that I caught, I guess, about hypnotic regression saying or implying that it was an accurate means of getting information, mm-hmm. which we kind of know is not true. Right. But she also did state that, that all these stories were, of, I think, uh, conscious recollections by the witnesses that none of these stories were retrieved through some sort of hypnotic regression. So. Which is good. At least it's a first-person yeah. remembrance. In any case, let's go to our guest today. And our guest today, as you hear him, he will actually be in Arizona 
to speak before the International UFO Congress. Isn't that strange? Another time dilation theory. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, to having John Greenwald on the show. He's someone I've been a big fan of his ever since he was a teenager, which wasn't that long ago. He entered into this field in the mid-90s as a 14, 15-year-old, has accomplished some amazing things in 20 years. He's you know, really compiled, I think, the largest uh, repository of Freedom of Information Act request uh, data. Uh, the Black Vault uh, is an iconic presence on the net in the field of ufology. And uh, it's long overdue that we should have John Greenwald on the show. He's, uh, he's very uh, knowledgeable and um, I think is a, a leading light of the younger generation getting involved in this subject. And what's more, we have about two dozen questions from our listeners. As posted in forum.theparacast.com under the question bank, we'll try to get to a lot of them. We may not get to all of them. But all this and more is coming. And meantime, if you have a comment or a question about the show, please do write us, news at theparacast.com. Once again, news at theparacast.com or join our forums at forum.theparacast.com. We have John Greenwald of the Black Vault coming up next. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Gold. It's like nothing else on Earth. From the Romans through the Renaissance, from the Industrial Age to the Space Age, gold has weathered the test of time. For 6,000 years, gold has remained the ultimate store of wealth. According to the World Gold Council and the U.S. Mint, demand is at an all-time high. The stage is being set for the reemergence of gold as the common-sense alternative to a fiat paper currency that gets weaker every day. Midas Resources is proud to offer the hard-hitting report that arms you with the truth you need to protect you and your family from the Fed's plans for your hard-earned money. Don't gamble with your future. Call Midas Resources today and ask for your free copy of As Good As Gold. Call 1-800-686-2237 for the report the Fed hopes you'll never see. As Good As Gold can be yours by calling 800-686-2237. If you have ever thought about owning gold, you must read this report. Call Midas today at 800-686-2237. 
Your freedoms are on the line. The Second Amendment is in danger. How soon before your freedoms are taken away? What can you not live without? What is your greatest dependency? Is it your guns? Is it your home? No, it's food. It all boils down to the food supply. Tyrannical governments control people by controlling their food supply. Don't be dependent. Be self-sufficient. Don't wait for the government to feed you. Feed yourself. I can warn you, but I can't feed you. Do like Alex has done and get a supply of food from eFoods Direct. It's the best long-term storable food on the planet. Get the popular Mega Patriot Pack free. A 24-day supply of food plus stove, cook pot, and fuel. Call 800-250-1857 or go to eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get up to 20 Mega Patriot Packs free with purchase. Build your food supply. Be in control. Be self-sufficient and be a patriot. Call 800-250-1857 or eFoodsDirect.com slash Alex and get your free Patriot Pack today. Healthy soils grow healthy plants. So before you plant your survival garden this year, is your soil healthy? Maximize your crisis garden soil with EM1 from Terraganics. EM1 organic soil conditioner, fertilizer amendment, and compost accelerant provides healthier gardens and faster, efficient garden composting. EM1 from Terraganics.com quickly improves soil structure by increasing nutrient availability and converting organic matter into soil humus. This improves seed germination and root growth, improves plant quality, size, color, flavor, nutrient value of fruits and vegetables and improves shelf life. And when rain is not in the forecast, no worries. EM1 improves moisture retention in soils, helping reduce drought stress. Just like you prepare all else, prepare your crisis garden for maximum yields with EM1 from Terraganics.com. Order now at T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Terraganics, life's getting better. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. You know, we mentioned on the previous segment of the Paracast with Gene and Chris that John Greenwald Jr. has never been on the Paracast. Guess what? We lied. He was on the show back in 2007, August 2007. And the reason that neither of us remembered is because we are collectively about 12 times older (laughs) than John is. And the gray matter, you know, we're suffering from, as William Shatner said in the TV show, Boston Legal, we're suffering from the mad cow. (laughs) And therefore, we don't remember anything. In fact, I have no idea where I am right now. Chris, where are you? Uh, right here, Gene. But he doesn't know where here is. It's just the place he used to be. But I don't want to get into that. Seriously speaking, John Greenwald of the Black Vault is joining us. And the Black Vault, as those of you who heard the episode over six years ago will recall, is a monumental achievement. And this guy has done some really, really incredible things in the UFO field by putting this together. So maybe to bring listeners up to date about this explain what the black vault is all about john and how you came to get this thing started oh absolutely well first off thank you uh, very much for having me on on the show again it's uh, it is good to be back and uh, just to kind of give you the rough overview of what the black vault is it is a culmination of u.s government documents 
that I've collected under the Freedom of Information Act. So in short, what I've done is I've taken uh, literally over uh, 600,000 pages of material that I've collected in the last 16 years and scanned it all and put it online onto the Internet for anybody to download for free. Now, obviously, the UFO topic has always been number one. That's always been the most popular because, in my opinion, is really the most fascinating topic when it comes to government secrets. So the Black Vault is this culmination of government documents, and what I wanted to do is uh, archive the material, not only on the UFO topic, which has been the most, uh, I would say, popular since day one, because let's face it, that is the most fascinating, but I've archived material on all sorts of different topics, like the JFK assassination, uh, nuclear and biological weapon secrets, and so on. So I've literally filed about 4,000 Freedom of Information Act requests in the past 16 years. And the Black Vault is the culmination of that research. So in a nutshell, that's uh, that's the, what the website is. John, how long did it take to catalog all those documents? How much of the 16 years did you consume with the scanning process? <laughs> that's a tough question to answer. I'm, I'm not real sure on the, uh, the right answer on that. You know, sometimes uh, I, I know it's, you know, well into the thousands and thousands of hours, but... Uh, how many? I, I Your guess is as good as mine. I really don't know. It's been quite a ride, though, I'll tell you that much. You have a day job, I hope. Absolutely. I have a couple of them with this economy to try and survive. Uh, I, I do, but I've worked in uh, television for quite some time now, about seven, eight years. Uh, we just wrapped a show that uh, is airing in syndication throughout the United States and now the world, which I'm excited to hear about. Can Give you tell us what the show's about? Absolutely. It's called Unsealed. Uh, it's kind of a, a, a series where they have two different versions. One is called Unsealed Alien Files, and one is called Unsealed Conspiracy Files. And I was a consulting producer uh, on the show, and... Um, uh, help them put a lot of the stories together and figure out what the show was. And uh, so it's been airing uh, here in Los Angeles. It's KTLA, but that's a syndicated uh, network. So depending upon where you are uh, in the United States, you'll have to uh, check the website unsealedfiles.com, and it will break down uh, where it airs in your area. But uh, that that's the show that we uh, just wrapped. It's still in season one. We're hoping for a season two, but... With entertainment and television, uh, you never know if it's going to get picked up again. Let let me be the first one to say, um, you know, I I really enjoy the show. I think for for people, even with uh, you know a fairly sophisticated knowledge about these subject areas, that there's uh, there's uh, wonderful pearls of of information. There's new stuff in there. Every uh, episode that I've seen, uh, which has, hasn't been uh, that many, three or four, I've learned something new. I think you do a very good job as one of the um, sort of experts that they kind of rely on to put mm-hmm. put put the subjects in context. And and uh, Bill Burns actually uh, does a good job as well. And you know, I really I really have enjoyed watching it. And I'm sure. Um, you know, I don't predict, but or prophesize, but I'm I'm pretty pretty sure that you you guys are going to be signed to multiple seasons if you keep up the good work. Well, I appreciate that. That means a lot to me. I hope so too. The producers do a, a phenomenal job over there. The executive and the uh, uh, the supervising producers they do a great job putting it together. My job obviously was a consultant and helping to put together the stories and figuring out uh, the different experts that they could talk to. And you know, for the record, I did not write myself in or say, "Hey, you should interview me." That actually was their 
decision. So uh, I didn't want it to, to seem that I was just putting myself in the show. But I do appreciate the kind words, and I'll definitely pass it on to the production staff. You know, we're looking at your credits over here at the Internet Movie Database. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we know all about you. We know when you were born. We know where you were born. We don't know what you're doing right now. But you also produce a documentary called Secrets of the Freemasons in 2006. That's correct, yes. That so was what do we need to know about the Freemasons other than just a bunch of old men getting together and being wacky? You want to know my honest opinion? They are an amazing group of people. And I could end it there and be happy with it. Um, I really honestly, truly believe that. Uh, here's a, a slightly longer answer for you, is that when I, uh, when I created that show and we put together the uh, story concept, we were exploring just that, the secrets of the Freemasons. And when I talked to the network, National Geographic Channel, when I talked to my executives, I told them, I said, you know, to do this right, we need to get the Freemasons involved. Because let them have a word. If, if there really is a secret or if there really is a conspiracy and it's true, well, okay, great. But let's have them get their say in there and make this make this real. And, and pretty much everybody laughed at me. They said, well, you know, you're doing a show called Secrets of the Freemasons. Good luck. You know, that'll never happen. Sure enough, it took weeks. But I called select few uh, people that were high up in the organization and uh, kind of worked my way through and told them what we were doing and was honest and open with them and uh, got them involved. And that's exactly what they did. They came aboard. They dealt with the secrets. They were very good sports about it. Of course, some of it was laughable to them. And other secrets, you know, they just didn't want to talk about. That doesn't mean that there was a big conspiracy, but they just chose not to talk about it. So, you know, the short answer is they really are an amazing group of people. How far and deep the conspiracy and secrets go well, you know, they have their secrets. They're a fraternal organization, just like any fraternity at a college. They have their secrets. But again, how far does it go and how much power do they really have? And it was an amazing show to do. I mean, uh, you know, that's a show in itself. I'll be honest with you, Christian Gene, that, you know, you could talk for days and days on the Freemasons and never scratch the surface because it's not a history that goes 100 or 200 years. But you're talking going back to the building of Solomon's Temple. And you're talking about quite a long time ago where, you know, this organization came together and have, has existed ever since. I, I'm very proud of that show. I believe uh, it is on YouTube. Last time I checked, if anybody wants to Google it uh, or YouTube it, I believe it's on there. But, yeah, it was, it was one of those shows we were very, very proud of and got to shoot around the world, recreated the Boston Tea Party and quite a few other big events in history. So it was uh, definitely something that uh, I would definitely check out if, if you're interested in that topic and something I'm very proud of. John Greenwald joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Hey, neighbors, got a small business or a large company that needs to be online 24-7? Well, here's the little secret. To make sure your site is always online, you need world-class DNS service from Dyn. That's D-Y-N. For years, Dyn has been helping companies ranging from the scrappy young startup to the giant media moguls of the world with making sure websites are fast and always available and that your emails are getting delivered. D-Y-N. Get faster internet by using Dyn for DNS. Visit Dyn.com slash podcast 30. 
Fill out the contact form or start shopping right away and save 30% by using the promo code PODCAST30 at checkout. Again, visit Dyn.com, that's D-Y-N.com, slash PODCAST30. Check them out today. Time and time again. You need to come here and help us. We need assistance. Please. Those we should be able to depend on let us down. Federal and state and local officials saying help is on the way. Will the folks here in Bell Harbor say show me? Don't depend on the government to save you. Take action now so that you're prepared for the next disaster with MyPatriotSupply.com. Get the best prices on storable food, non-GMO seeds, water filtration devices, home canning equipment, survival and self-reliance books, and more at MyPatriotSupply.com. Call 866-229-0927. We are hurting down here, and we need help immediately. Before it's time to survive, it's time to prepare. MyPatriotSupply.com. MyPatriotSupply.com. Stop the pain from broken, chipped, and damaged nails with a revolutionary new nail hardener, Nails of Steel. Apply just one drop of Nails of Steel over natural or polished nails and go. With Nails of Steel, there's virtually no drying time, and it's guaranteed. Order this all-natural, antifungal, and herbal formula for women and men at NailsofSteel.com. That's NailsofSteel.com. Nails of Steel. It's like a salon in a bottle. Hi, this is Ted. Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. You've heard about or even used colloidal silver for years. But did you know there's a silver product that is much better, faster, safer, and superior? Silver that is fundamentally distinctive, different, and the only patented silver since the original colloidal silver in 1923? Introducing Silver Protocol from Neofera. Think about this. What will you do when you can't get antibiotics? Silver Protocol should be in every grab bag, the one product you got to have when it all breaks loose. Unlike colloidal silver, use Silver Protocol preventatively or whenever infection occurs. Silver Protocol can be boiled or frozen, yet is still 100% effective, has super long shelf life, and will not cause argyria or turn you blue. Order Silver Protocol at 800-213-0644. That's 800-213-0644. Or go to neofera.com, spelled N-E-O-F-E-R-A.com. Sign up for our free educational email series at neofera.com. Silver Protocol, the ultimate immune booster. This is Leslie Kane, and I'm with the Coalition for Freedom of Information, and you are listening to the Paracast. Okay, we're back with John Greenwald at the Black Vault, but we were talking very briefly there in the Paracast with Gene and Chris about some of his other ventures in the business of show through the years, including Secrets of the Freemasons. Of course, he was also did some production work with the UFO Hunters TV show, National Geographic, Hitler and the Occult. He's got a really interesting resume there, worth checking out. But right now we're going to focus 
on the Black Vault, accumulating hundreds of thousands of documents, not just about UFOs, but about other things. But let's look at what we've learned. You've scanned over 600,000 documents there, and you must be very tired. Doing that in a week, it's amazing, John. <laughs> but uh, six, six days, actually. Six okay, days. And, six, and the seventh day? I rested. Or you were arrested, depending on your point of view. But <laughs> we don't want to say for what. But seriously speaking, his icon on Skype, by the way, is just black. It's all black. He uses a black icon. A lot of people set up a Skype network connection. You know, like with me, I don't know what I put on there. Chris has a picture of himself without the beard, which comes and goes. But John does not want to be seen. In fact, what's really strange, and I was talking about the time dilation theory with Chris, this show is going to be heard the first Sunday in March. But on the first Sunday in March, you're not going to be where you are now. You're going to be in Fountain Hills, Arizona, at the International UFO Congress, where we'll be talking to you again. Oh, very good. You'll both be there. Yes. Oh, very good. Well, it'll be great to see you both in person. Well, I'm invisible, so I don't cast a reflection, but you'll definitely see Chris. Good. So hey, it. good. It'll be good to see Chris again. Seriously if, speaking. If they let me in. Oh, yeah, right. His relationship with the crew at the International UFO Congress is a little bit shaded, tainted, erratic. Well, yeah, I, without getting into very many details, John, I, I happened to point out that the um, the lineup they had the first year that they had moved it to Fountain Hills mm-hmm. versus the lineup last year, there was quite a... Uh, a glaring sort of discrepancy in the quality of, of speakers. And uh, they've come back, I think, around, and, and this year's lineup really looks good. I'm, I'm looking forward to, to going there and, and reacquainting myself with, uh, with some of these speakers, uh, including yourself. Uh, and the nice right thing there? about this is this is in the past tense because all this will have happened or have mostly happened. Mostly when, happened, right. Right. It was a really fabulous meeting John and meeting Stan <laughs> Friedman again and Richard Olden and all the people that I've known and meeting a few people like James Fox, who we've talked to on the phone a lot of times but hadn't met him. You see how we do that? You know, this is amazing. Let's talk about some of the specifics in Black Vault. So some of the documents you got were about the Kennedy assassination. But does anything in those documents give us anything new? You know, it, it really, after all these decades, the answer is yes and no. No, because you do see the Warren Commission report and you see a lot of the other material that has come out. But also you get kind of some other tidbits on maybe why JFK was assassinated. Maybe not necessarily by whom, but you get a little bit of a motive. That's one of the biggest things to look at uh, when you look at the new material that's coming out. Now, what is that theory? Well, to me, you know, I think it, uh, uh, there's a lot of weight to the fact that JFK wanted to cooperate with the Soviets, that he wanted to start sharing UFO information. Those documents came out, that uh, he wanted to show that the UFOs that we're seeing around the planet were not American. They were not us intruding on our enemy or our friends' airspaces without uh, declaration of war, that these were something that we just didn't know what they were. So those types of documents, you know, they really kind of, again, add to the story and, and kind of take us a little bit more uh, down the line to t- trying to figure out what the truth is. But unfortunately, not only with the JFK, uh, JFK assassination, what, but with pretty much everything else, you may get a couple steps down the line, but there's a lot of questions that come along with it. Isn't it interesting here, back in the 70s, a congressional committee concluded that a conspiracy was involved in the JFK assassination, and that's as far as it went. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of great history there. And if, uh, again, you know, the Warren Commission report is kind of what we all know about. But that assassination committee report that came uh, quite quite a few years later is also very interesting. And it shows that the government itself still morphs their decisions, morphs uh, how they feel about certain topics. And, you know, who knows, maybe in 20 more years after most of the people involved, if not all of the people involved, have died off, uh, you know, they're going to come out with some other revelation. Uh, maybe my kids will learn that JFK was assassinated by our own government. Uh, but at that point, nobody, will, I hate to say this, I really genuinely do. I believe that, you know, if it's 40, 40 years down the line, uh, and they come out that they killed him, they be, meaning the government or the military or uh, whatever the powers that be, would they care? Because, you, you know, you're talking about generations, generations later, a, to- a completely different century, completely different era. And, I, you know, look at the way our society is going. And I don't want to get on a soapbox or anything, but I think there's a big possibility that if they came out with news like that in 40 years, we just may not care as a society. And I think that that's one of our faults. And that's a path we're going down very quickly right now. Well, we can be politically incorrect and talk about the roll-up to the Iraqi war, about weapons of mass destruction, which did mm-hmm. not exist. But there are no consequences. There'll be no consequences. There's a book out now called Hubris, which talks about that in the run-up and all the background information. But with the Kennedy assassination, say the government did it. Say LBJ did it, because he was the person who gained the most from the death of JFK or his Mm -hmm. friends in the military-industrial complex, or whatever, there will be no consequences if it comes out even now. Forget about 30, 40 years. Gene, it'll come out in the Gulag newsletter on on the back page, so... Okay. That was a conversation stopper. Oh, yes, you see? (laughs) You did it for us right there. You know, this conversation just rolling along, and there it is. You have a revelation there, Chris. Well, what did JFK say about the CIA, John? Uh, I'm going to, what, break it into a thousand pieces and scatter it to the wind or something? Uh, well, yeah, I, th- I think that it's no secret, and, and unfortunately, documentation is very hard to come by to solidify my next statement. But, you know, I don't think it was a secret that the intelligence community really didn't care for that administration, JFK uh, particularly. So you got a lot of conspiracies that come along with that as well, that, you know, maybe it wasn't necessarily LBJ who orchestrated it. Maybe he had knowledge of it, though, because he had the most to gain. Uh, but it was the intelligence community uh, that really kind of played this out, namely the CIA. Is there documented proof of that? Well, of course not. Or I, I you know, would be all over the news if that if something like that came out and you're able to prove it. Um, but and, and stuff like that will obviously stay buried, I think, for quite a long time. But you you do have those rumors. You do have those conspiracy theories, and I think they're very well-founded. And I think in that era and even the decades prior, you know, the different intelligence communities, uh, FBI, the CIA, you know, they didn't all just shake hands and share information and it was happy-go-lucky in the intelligence community. They did not care for each other. And a lot of people think that that's the way it is now, that there are kind of that that power of who really is at the top, who really does know the most, who really is the most powerful. And those questions really sound like, oh, John, you're getting too conspiratorial and, you know, you're you're getting too Hollywoodized. Uh, But unfortunately, that's the reality of it. And you look at, uh, you know, let's just bring this up. And boy, I hope I don't get lynched for bringing it up. But let's bring up the incident in Benghazi in Libya. What happened? Right. Everybody pointed their finger at everybody else and said, we were clean in this. It was not our fault. So basically and, they point in the other direction and they say, he 
or she did it. We have a lot more to talk about with John Greenwald from the Black Vault with Gene and Chris. You know, it's interesting. We have the philosophy here. He did it. And I kind of think that 9-11, forgetting the conspiracies, which we can always talk about, at the very least, the problem with 9-11 is that the agencies weren't communicating with one another. So most charitably, the most positive view that you can put on how the government reacted and how it was prepared for such an eventuality is that all these agencies were doing their own thing. They didn't feel the obligation to talk to one another when the warning signs were there. Mm-hmm. Why couldn't they connect the dots? Well, I think the problem is now is after all these years of supposedly putting the agencies in a position to work together, Homeland Security, the Patriot Act, and everything else, you have to wonder after all these years and after what they've done whether the problem still happens. Benghazi could be an example But there could be worse and more frightening examples, and I'm going to ask for your comment. We have John Greenwald of The Black Fault. He's joining Gene and Chris. You're in The Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. Is there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, And the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Sell something you believe in. Almost sounds like a foreign concept, right? Listen, when is the last time you sold for a company and a product you believed in? Something you could feel good about Monday through Friday and even Saturday and Sunday. Something with integrity. Perhaps you've heard of us. We're GCN, the Genesis Communications Network. Over 800 radio stations, the web, and four satellites broadcast our conservative talk radio shows 24-7, 365. While much of radio struggles, we're doing things all over the globe that those with just a transmitter can only dream of. We've got listeners, lots of them, and advertisers who need help reaching those listeners. But they need you. GCN is looking for motivated self-starters, people good on the phone with proven sales savvy, experience in marketing and advertising, but will invest in training the right person. We offer benefits, but the biggest benefit is selling something you believe in. Send your resume today to advertise at GCNlive.com. Come work with GCN and sell something you believe in again. The National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, presented by Triton Shelter Technologies, will be held March 16th and 17th at the Nashville Expo Center and Tennessee State Fairgrounds. Admission is free and doors open at 9 a.m. Come join us to learn life-saving techniques to help you and your family handle crisis situations. Meet Nat Geo's Dennis McClung to see if you have what it takes to be on the next season of Doomsday Preppers. Walk through a bomb shelter, learn first aid, CPR, and much more. For more information, go to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. 
And while you're at the NPS Expo, meet and speak with Dr. Joel Wallach, host of Dead Doctors Don't Lie. If you take pharmaceutical drugs and wonder why side effects require you to take more drugs, Nobel Prize nominee Dr. Wallach has the answer. Hear how he took on the FDA eight times and won every time. Don't miss Dr. Joel Wallach at the National Preppers and Survivalist Expo, March 16th and 17th. Admission is free. Log on now to NPSExpo.com. That's NPSExpo.com. Alex Jones here with a message that could revolutionize health in this country. Going back about a year and a half ago, I began to learn about the incredible health effects of Longevity products. Aaron Dykes lost 92 pounds. We're going to show you some before and afters. Aaron Break down what happened, your story. I've worked really hard with diet and exercise to try to lose weight, but I just didn't get the results. It just didn't happen. Then I saw what you were doing with InfoWarsTeam.com. I wasn't even trying to lose weight, but I got it because I wanted to feel better energy. I wanted that nutrition. Didn't even understand how that could kickstart my own weight loss goals, but the products did that for me. I found myself suddenly losing weight, more energetic, wanting to exercise, wanting to eat the right foods. And they don't even advertise it as weight loss. I want to challenge our radio listeners to go to InfoWarsTeam.com, sign up as a distributor, and get wholesale pricing discounts at InfoWarsTeam.com. This is Kurt Seven, the author of UFO Mysteries, and you're listening to the Paracast. On the Paracast with Gene and Chris, John Greenwald and the Black Fault, joining us, And I pose this question about this inability of the intelligence agencies and law enforcement agencies to talk to one another and whether that's caused so many problems to occur, 9-11 being one of them. What do you think? Yeah, I think that that's one of the biggest failures and cover-ups to 9-11. I'm asked that question a lot, and to be honest with you, surprise a lot of people by giving my honest answer, and that is that the government didn't plan it, in my personal opinion. I don't believe there's any evidence to that grander conspiracy that the United States played a role in plotting, planning, carrying out, or letting 9-11 happen, whichever of those conspiracy theories that you buy into. And I've been well, John, really hold on. Be- yeah. Before you continue, what about Vigilant Guardian and the, you know, the air uh, force exercises that were occurring that day? I think there were five of them. How do we reconcile there were, that? There were, there were quite a few. I think there's a lot of coincidences that happen, and I think that you know, if you really look for those coincidences to, to prove a conspiracy, you'll find them. You can find them with Benghazi. You can find them with 9-11. You can find them with the JFK assassination. You can find them with any conspiracy or any life-changing event, for that matter. Any, any large event, a hurricane, for God's sakes. Hurricane Katrina had conspiracies thrown at Bush all day long. You know, so it's like anything that changes or alters our planet, there's a conspiracy attached. And if you look hard enough, you're always going to find, quote unquote, evidence to that. Now, I don't want to make it seem like I'm ignoring your question, but my whole point is that you can absolutely look for those types of coincidences to prove or disprove any theory that you want. I truly believe that. So what what I've done with 9-11 is I look very, very hard for evidence to show that there was some type of connection to the government planning, plotting, or letting this happen, or again, any any of those theories, and couldn't find anything. But going back to Gene's point, what I think the biggest cover-up is about 9-11, there's two things that I feel are very, very plausible, one of which is, is, I think, very provable, and that would be 
that intelligence failure. They don't share information. Either they missed it and were just completely blindsided, or they got tipped off to something like this and didn't adequately act on trying to figure it out. I discovered a report that came out through the Freedom of Information Act about terrorist organizations and what were the most dangerous uh, groups that we should watch out for. Number one on the list, obviously, Al-Qaeda. What were they doing? Well, they, there was evidence uh, that they were pl- plotting an attack. Okay, All of that was in this report. It was published September 10th, 2001. That's on the Black Vault. You can download it. You don't have to take my word for it. That's the same day that Donald Rumsfeld announced that there was $2.2 trillion missing from the Department of Defense. (laughs) Right. And that's another interesting point. What happened to that? You know, is that a coincidence? Well, I I don't know. Is there? I really wish I could give you a good answer. But there is all those little types of, you know, coincidences and facts and tidbits that really do support the theory. Now, now just to quickly uh, complete my thought, the second thing that I believe is truly part of the conspiracy slash cover-up to 9-11 is United 93. I believe that we shot that down. No, I don't have documented proof on that, but I believe that by the testimony that's come, in, uh, that's come out, not the 9-11 commission stuff, which I think is just ridiculous, but, but when you listen to, to President Bush himself, when you listen to Rumsfeld and you see the different sound bites, Bush gave the order to shoot down 93. Okay, that's in his book. That was a revelation that just came, I believe, in the last year and a half, two years. And he gave the order. And I believe just, just because of plausible deniability, I truly believe Bush was in the dark that we that we shot it down. And I'm not just saying that because I want to support President Bush. I'm saying that because I believe President Obama, President Bush, President Clinton, they're all kept in the dark about certain things. And again, line them up. Benghazi, 9-11, JFK, whatever it may be. These guys are kept in the dark because these are the ones that the press ask questions to, or should, anyway. Uh, they're the ones that have the spotlight on them. Benghazi, what was kept in the dark there except that maybe the State Department didn't do its job properly to protect diplomats? Well, I think that that's just the tip of the iceberg. I honestly do. I think when you get into Benghazi, you've got quite a few things going on. And and, and some people ask, well, why would they do such a thing? And again, I I don't want to be lynched for bringing this up because this is a very controversial topic. But I truly believe that the biggest motive behind covering up what Benghazi was, or at least delaying what it was, was the election. Let's face it, every poll, including the right-wing organizations and the left-wing organizations, had this as a very tight race before the election. So there was all the motive in the world to, to cover this up. And if you look at the history and study the history behind what truly are acts of terrorism, both on U.S. soil and off, but against United States assets, when you look at the attacks through the Obama administration, Most, if not all, are never labeled the T-word. He and his administration will never say terrorism. But they did with Benghazi. That was one of the arguments. He called it an act of terror the very first time. But the key here... Yes, he did. No, 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 he didn't. If If you look at the wording... He never called Benghazi terrorism. And he all. said in general, no act of terror. And I understand you can parse the, the words. General. You can parse the words and say he used that phrase, but he was not referring to Benghazi as an act of terror. OK, even considering the fact that it's a screw up by the State Department charitably, that's the simplest explanation, the non-conspiratorial thing. And because of the election, they kind of keep it on the down low. But now that the election is over... We're not learning much of anything except that it was just a screw-up. 
Right, and unfortunately, as you can see, when you follow the testimony of Petraeus, and this was one of the finger-pointing episodes that I talked about that happens in incidents well beyond Benghazi, where Petraeus completely went against what that quote-unquote company line was. And that was one of the biggest things that I think even the media is overlooking, even those journalists that are trying to really show, hey, Benghazi was a huge cover-up, that the CIA is the one that said this is an act of terror. So after they gave that to the administration, that comes from Petraeus himself, after they gave away that information, someone changed it, and everybody finger-pointed on who changed it. Now, now here we are, you know, uh, however many months later, uh, and, you know, you kind of ask yourself, well, well really, kind of, who cares? You know, because it, to a point, it's like, well, it's not that big of a deal. But when you look at the grander scale, to me, and you look at the history of the administration, and you look at the documentation, this isn't just my opinion, you look at the documentation that came out of the Fort Hood attack, you can't, that have come out of the, uh, the attack of the uh, double murder, I believe it was in Colorado, on the uh, uh, recruiting depot where military officers were killed. Uh, and this guy named uh, the, his jihad as, as motive for what it was, and they wouldn't label it terrorism. They, they would label Fort Hood workplace violence, and they, they would label the other one just a regular homicide. The point is, is that they're hiding from that terrorist word because they cannot give that facade of weakness for this administration. Now, after the election, why don't they come out with it? Well, to me, that's very simple. Because you look at the tip of the uh, conspiracy, you know, and the secrets behind all of this, who is it? Potentially the next United States president, Hillary Clinton. So you have to keep that story under wraps. Now they have a different motive, but they have the same agenda. Cover it all up. And they have to do that. And I think that these hearings, uh, you know, pretty much spearheaded by Senator McCain and Senator Graham, you got to look at what these guys are saying and what they've seen. You know, the, my final thought on it is the reason I think John McCain is kind of very passionate about this is not because he's a sore loser because he lost to Obama, uh, you know, five years ago. It's not because he is a Republican and, and Obama's a Democrat. I truly believe that when you look at the motive for what these guys wanted to do in Benghazi, and that was capture Christopher Stevens, not kill him. He was going to become a POW, be tortured, beheaded, whatever they were going to do. John McCain, more than anybody, arguably in the government today, knows more about what would happen to Christopher Stevens if that happened. And I think that he knows that he owes it to the, to the honor of these four people that died to figure out the truth. I mean, this isn't just a, an intelligence failure. You've got, I think, a political power play playing with people's lives. And I think that you have to look at that, and, and that plays into almost any other conspiracy and government secret that you want to look into, because you have to look at all the pieces of the puzzle to start to unravel it. Okay, I think we should stop with the Benghazi stuff. There's been a lot of political posturing on this issue. A lot of false information has been published, such as claiming there was real-time video and that stuff. Let's move on. Okay, so what are the pieces of the puzzle in the 9-11 conspiracy, other than incompetence, once again? Well, to me, I believe that that really is w what I came up with. Again, that's my personal opinion. Okay, we brought down Flight 93, but what else? Uh, that's the t okay. You're you're you're. Well, that, that of course is a contingency plan. But ahead of nine eleven, was anything afoot other than failing to connect the dots? Was anything else at play? We're not talking about once it was happening. They took various measures that you may or may not agree with in terms of the way the military acted in terms of that particular decision. But well, what I about before nine eleven? What could have been happening there? 
We have John Greenwald Jr. of the Black Vault with Gene and with Chris. You're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. We the people grow cotton, weave fabric, engrave ink, embed strips and fibers to protect from counterfeit and carting to a private bank, having it lent back at interest, forcing taxes to service debt. This capitalism, or was Jefferson correct when stating a central bank issuing the public currency is a greater menace to the liberties of the people than a standing army? Ted Anderson, I'm placing a free silver dollar in a book that explains our monetary system. Call for your copy, 800-686-2237. It's time to understand the system. Call 800-686-2237. That's 800-686-2237. Hello? Congratulations. For what? For losing all that weight. How'd you do it so fast? ASAP. ASAP what? What's that mean? Are you ready to get as skinny as possible, as soon as possible, as simple as possible, and as sexy as possible? I'm listening. Then get with the ASAP program. It's real and it works. No smooth talk, no slick advertising, and no exaggerated claims of success. I've got to know more. Welcome to ASAP, as slim as possible. Whether you have 10, 20, or 50 pounds to lose, ASAP is your weight loss answer. ASAP targets the abnormal fat reserves and makes them available to be burned as fuel and contains no caffeine or hormones. Order ASAP at wholesale prices or join the team to share the business with others. Visit GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. Lose weight and look great with ASAP, as slim as possible. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. When you talk about conspiracies and you talk about UFOs and the Kennedy assassination, you get into all sorts of political shenanigans, (laughs) such as they are. With Gene and Chris, we have John Greenwald of the Black Falls. So, John, other than what we learn as what's happening after the event or as the event was taking place. What about before in the run-up? Uh, you you're think? talking about 9-11, correct? I mean, uh, we're back in 9-11, yeah. I don't know what you kind of want me to spotlight on. I don't really get the, the point of the The question. point is here in the run-up to 9-11, when all this stuff was going on, and supposedly they had, what, 50 or 55 warnings that something was afoot. Did they deliberately ignore it? Were they oblivious to the consequences did they allow it to happen well all sorts of stories there there are all sorts of stories and kind of thank you for for explaining that to me so yeah my comments on that is no i don't believe that they saw that this was going to happen on september 11th or late in 2001 and they let it happen i just don't see that happening what i think happened and you can see this and this is documented as well is that they get intelligence they get leads they get tips they get uh, allegations they get you know they get that every hour of every day 
every minute. It's amazing to see how many tips the Secret Service gets on threats on the president. Okay, now, hopefully I won't set off all the alarms of Echelon by saying this, but God forbid, let's say (laughs) an assassination were to take place of a United States president, none in particular, on a date sometime in the future that I'm not privy to. Now, that being said, what would happen? Well, you would put the spotlight on that date. You put the spotlight on the Secret Service. You would line up the warnings that they got and say, well, did you act on this one? No, we didn't. We didn't have the manpower. Well, did you act on this one? No, we didn't. We didn't have the manpower. No, we didn't think this was relevant. Well, do you think it's relevant now? I mean, you could put the spotlight on the Secret Service and prove that there was some massive intelligence failure and some you know, evidence of a conspiracy, but does that mean it really happened? Now, what's my point? With 9-11, I really don't think there was that much of an influx and warnings on, on terrorist attacks. I believe that the, that influx came post 9-11. I believe that, yes, it was an intelligence failure, and in a lot of ways to look at 9-11, that's where it stops. When you deal with the United 93, I believe, yes, we shot it down. No documented proof to that, however. But I, I just don't buy into the theory that we had this huge covert operation to let this happen, because why? You look at the motive. What did we want? You want to throw oil in there? You want to say Bush had a vendetta against Hussein? You want to, you know, whatever motive you want to throw in there. Well, I'm sorry, he didn't have to cripple the United States economy. He didn't have to bring down the the Twin Towers. And he didn't have to deface the power of America by striking one of its most powerful symbols, being the Pentagon. You didn't have to do any of that to accomplish the same exact thing. So I just don't buy that there's a viable motive, let alone the evidence to back it up. But I think it's pretty clear they used that event as an excuse to go into Iraq, although they might have done that anyway. Let's move to some other stories here. We get the Patriot Act signed in two weeks. That was interesting, too. And it's mm-hmm. interesting here, too, is that if anything... Obama has been more warlike in certain aspects than Bush. I mean, look at the drone program. So, you know, this is the person who you think is the Kenyan liberal, communist, fascist, whatever. And he comes in there and he, yes, we got out of Iraq. Of course, he beefs up the Afghanistan war, puts more troops in there, starts the drone program, and, of course, keeps the Patriot Act going. So what's the difference? All things remain the same. I have this theory, John, and this Mm -hmm. could be something we can talk about, getting away from the politics after this, and that is that when the new president takes over, you know, he takes the oath of office, he's sitting in the White House after the inauguration, and national security people, secret government people, whatever, go in there and they brief him, and they say, Mr. President, things are not quite what you think they are. Here's Mm -hmm. what's really going on, and suddenly... Everything changes. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I believe wholeheartedly that when you're campaigning, and I'll use Obama as an example, and I will defend him on this, and I can't believe I'm saying that, but I will defend Obama on this point, is that when you're campaigning, you're saying one thing, but when you get into office, it's exactly how you just said it. You get the truth to a point. You understand the reality. So let's compare it to Obama. He says, I'm going to close Guantanamo Bay. I'm going to shut it all down. We don't need it. It doesn't work. Waterboarding is ridiculous, and so on and so forth. What happens? Gitmo is still alive and well. They still water... Well, that's arguable. I won't say the waterboarding comment. According to them, they only waterboarded four people, okay, but not during the Obama administration. But that being said, now they got bin Laden with intelligence that they garnered from 
waterboarding. That's they, being disputed, but I'll grant that at least some information it's, came it's, that way. Right. It's disputed, but absolutely that that's what they did. That's how they got this intelligence. And I do believe that. And so what happens is as Obama gets into office, he learns things like that, that Guantanamo is an intelligence gathering mission, so to speak, that that facility needs to stay in play. So he keeps it in play. The Patriot Act has to stay in play. So what's he do? He keeps it in play. And yet when he's campaigning, and he and this is where I'll defend him, I believe he really thought he would do all of that. I believe he really thought he would go in there, shut down Gitmo, rewrite the Patriot Act to, to be, you know, the the Obama Sunshine Act and make everybody feel, you know, safe and secure in their homes. And we wouldn't the government wouldn't look in on their private lives without due cause. And I and I think that that's truly what his intent was. I believe he was being honest. But now the game changed and he learned what really was going on. And I think that that's something that these uh, 44 uh, presidents actually are only privy to and no one else is. And that is the reality behind the intelligence community, the safety of America and what truly is going on behind the scenes. And there's not many people alive that know that. And Obama is now one of them. And I think his actions should really speak to the magnitude of what is the reality behind the scenes. And maybe that's why presidents, as soon as they get into office, really start popping gray hairs. It's not only that. I mean, look at the way they age. It's 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 sad. And, you, you know, that's that's uh, you got to take partisanship uh, out of it and look at Obama just four years ago, just five years ago. And look at him today. You look at George Bush in, in 2001, then look at him in 2008. Same with Clinton. And you, you keep going backwards and it takes its toll. And I don't believe that that's just the physical demand. That's absolutely the mental demand. Yeah, you know, and and I I, I will say it's got to be hard for them to make the tough decisions. Let's say like the Benghazi thing or or the nine eleven thing. What do you do? You know, do you just do you just load up the guns and blow them to hell, or do you? No, you continue reading about the little goat for seven minutes uh, to the kids in Florida. You know, here's the deal, though. It wasn't terrorism when the first plane struck. That's true. That's so true. They I, did not know. know. I, I do have to support President Bush for two reasons. Number one, they didn't say, Mr. President, we've been uh, struck on United States soil. Continue reading. Not a problem. They didn't say that. They said a play, it was a mistake. It was an accident in those opening minutes. Yeah, and, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So it, a it was a very, had, very fluid situation. Yeah, so I, I think, you know, and I would say this Democrat or Republican, that if a president was sitting reading to school children and a very horrible tragedy, a mistake, where a plane hits a building and the president freaks out and says, sorry, kids, national emergency, I got to run, and he leaves, you know, that's that causes panic. Because right. then it's like, what does the president know that we don't know? Oh, my God. The minute that plane, the second plane struck, what happened? Bush left the school. He did exactly what any president would do. So I right. think that you know when you look when you look at it, you can say anything you want when he's sitting reading to school children. But it was not terrorism. Bin Laden was never whispered into his ear. Al Qaeda was never mentioned. So I, I think that you get you know you can't look too hard for the conspiracy because you could definitely find it no matter where you look. Well, like I said, he went on reading for seven minutes because uh, you know it was a fluid situation. Mm-hmm. I have a question from one of our. Uh, more active participants at forum.theparacast.com. And uh, he has a a bunch of questions, but I want to throw one at you off the top here, which which I'd like to know. 
I'll tell you what, we have to keep that as a cliffhanger. What is the question that Chris wants to know? Asked by our members of the Paracast Community Forums. John Greenwald of the Black Vault joins us with Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Quantitative easing, unemployment at depression levels, Europe financial system falling apart, China getting out of U.S. treasuries. At the end of 2008, the time of TARP, the national debt was at 11 trillion gold, trading around $850 per ounce. Close to 2012, the national debt exceeded 16.4 trillion, gold doubled to $1,600 per ounce. The 20 trillion threshold for the national debt is inevitable. Politicians in Washington have a ferocious appetite for spending and stimulus. What's worse, a printing press to finance. A hundred years ago, we had a gold standard to limit this madness, but now you have to adopt your own gold standard. Don't be fooled with paper promises. Get Midas Resources 10 Reasons to Buy Gold free by calling 800-686-2237. Understanding the gold and silver market may be the only insurance you could have to avoiding the next economic crisis. Call 1-800-686-2237 and order your free copy. Again, that's 800-686-2237. We all know that Berkey Water Purification Systems are the most trusted name in water filtration. As an authorized Berkey dealer for over six years and serving thousands of satisfied customers, the Berkey Guy offers amazing specials for Berkey Water Filtration Systems. The Berkey Light Systems include a set of self-sterilizing and recleanable black purification elements that purify water by removing chlorine, pathogenic bacteria, cysts and parasites to non-detectable levels and remove harmful chemicals such as herbicides and pesticides. Order the Berkey Light System today, complete with two black Berkey elements for only $231, and the Berkey Guy will ship your order free of charge. With the purchase of a Berkey Light, the Berkey Guy is also offering a set of fluoride and arsenic filters for only $39.99. That's over 30% off the retail price. Call the Berkey Guy at 1 886 3653. That's 1 886 3653. Or order online at goberkey.com. That's goberkey.com today. To have a fighting chance against cold and flu bugs, get the world's best garlic extract, Allison Plus C. Fight viruses, bacteria, and fungi with Allison Plus C. Scientifically proven in double-blind studies using low doses to greatly reduce the number, severity, and duration of common colds. Allison Plus C contains 300 milligrams of stabilized Allison, the active ingredient in crushed garlic. Studies show Allison Plus C is effective against MRSA, bacterial, fungal, and viral infections. One tablet of Allison Plus C 
has the equivalent of 40 cloves of garlic. Allison Plus C supports your body's resistance to all types of conditions and can help lower high blood pressure and high cholesterol. So boost your body's resistance to infection with nature's best garlic extract. Allison Plus C. To order, call 855-ALLISON. That's 855-255-4246. Or go to allisonplus.com. Spelled A-L-L-I-C-I-N plus.com. Get Allison Plus C from Affinity Health Products. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. With Gene and Chris on the Paracast, John Greenwald Jr. of The Black Vault. He's also a TV producer and consulting producer and all that stuff. And we had a very, very important question posed by our listeners. One of many. There's like two dozen questions. We'll try to ask as many as we can. Chris, proceed. Okay. We have a question from Gogs Mackay, who's one of our most active participants at forum.theparacast.com. John, any favorite scoops you think may have been mistakenly released or declassified? Are there any that uh, spring to mind out of all those thousands of documents? Well, that's a great question, and I will say that one of the documents that I would bring up uh, is something that was released, uh, which was an Air Force manual, uh, namely 10-206, that specifically outlined how the United States Air Force should report unidentified flying objects. Now, that in itself is an interesting. What's interesting is this was uh, pretty much a present-day publication. The United States Air Force, contrary to what they wanted you to believe about UFOs and that they ended their investigation back in 1969, they were still collecting these reports. And uh, I had done quite a bit of investigation where they sent the reports to, uh, which happened to be an installation that was not subject to the Freedom of Information Act. Uh, But they said in good faith they looked for records uh, pertaining to my request, didn't find any. This was at the NORAD installation uh, for reference. And I actually was able to uncover quite a few documents through the Canadian government. So I was able to prove they were outright lying. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, the Huffington Post last year was doing a story, and they asked me uh, a very similar question. What are the most important documents that have come out about uh, UFOs? And so I gave them a couple, and this United States Air Force manual was one of them. The last time it was updated, I believe, was in 2009, 2010, and unidentified flying objects had its own chapter in this manual. Well, the phone call was made to the Pentagon by Lee Spiegel at the Huffington Post. He did an excellent job, as any journalist would do. He wanted to get the opposite uh, point, of the, point of the story and wanted to ask, here, what, what, what do you, how do you explain this document? Uh, because I showed him how to get it on the Air Force's server. You didn't have to you know, uh, trust me. You could download it from the Air Force, which he did and was quite amazed. Well, two days had gone by. The Pentagon refused to return his phone call. And so he goes back onto the Air Force's website. He downloads the the document, and it's completely different. It has completely changed. The entire chapter on UFOs was completely taken out. And so he called me, and I thought maybe it was just a mistake. I log on, and sure enough, they changed it. The publication date for that version of 10-206 was the day after, or the two days after Lee had called the journalist. (laughs) Oh, 
Boy, talk so, about getting caught with your pants down. Wow. It, exactly. And I think that maybe it was a mistake for them to release that manual, not only to me, but then stored it on their own website. I would released it. I've lectured about it. I got it into a History Channel show that I had produced and directed. So it, it had kind of gotten out there. But this was the first time that the mainstream media was actually going to spotlight it, get the Pentagon involved, and say, hey, you guys, speak to this. What is this? If, if you're saying in one breath, we don't care about UFOs, and we haven't since 1969. How could you have this manual and and say that you're you know looking into these UFOs, and uh, and they change the entire document? So it's a it's a very fascinating story, and and I believe it's still in the Huffington Post archives. You can still read the story, but I think that that's definitely a prime example of something that that came out that they probably regretted. When it comes to reality in the government. It's very, very fluid. That's right. There's a a follow-up question. Has anyone in any sort of official position tried to get you to remove anything from the vault? No. uh, In fact, uh, going back to 9-11, I actually feared that that would happen, Uh, and and rightfully so. After 9-11 happened, the government and military went back and classified hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pages. It's unknown about how many actually were reclassified. So those that may have been secret or top secret or restricted uh, that were declassified and released, uh, they went ahead and, and uh, reclassified them and pulled them off, off the shelves, so to speak, and didn't allow them to be out in, in the daylight anymore. Uh, I never got a phone call or a knock on the door, and I really thought that, uh, that I would. So here's my quick explanation to that, and I think it's very important to kind of take that story, digest it, and then realize how the government today uses the Freedom of Information Act and, and uh, uh, responds to requests like I send in. And I believe that they're very much more tight-lipped about what they release for this reason. After 9-11, when they reclassified all this information, let's face it, if this happened in you know the early 80s, mid-80s, uh, and they reclassified a bunch of information, they could knock on a few doors for those people that uh, used the Freedom of Information Act in the early days, got the physical hard copies, and that was it. But we live in the Internet digital age. We live in the John Greenwald created the Black Vault age, and I give these things out freely. So there are unknown copies floating around. So there's no way that they could ever... Yeah, you can't get that cat back in the bag. Exactly. So once it's out, once that cat's out of the bag, it's out. And I think that that was probably a big lesson for them. And I'm kind of curious if they ever did studies about... You know, the the effects of, hey, this was a big learning lesson for us. Maybe we were a little bit transparent, maybe a little bit too transparent. But the minute those documents saw the light of day, that's it. There's, It's never coming back. They could yeah. come in, raid my computer, raid my website, raid my physical filing cabinets. They could raid all of that. And yet, yet there's still copies out there on multiple servers around the world, and they'll never be able to stop it. So I right. think that that's, that's something you really got to consider about how are they treating um, the Freedom of Information Act today. Yeah, well, they that, have to be extremely careful. Well, have you ever been hacked? Have you ever had some real targeted... Uh, attacks, uh, cybercrime type attacks. This is another question from Gogs McKay. Uh, have you ever been, uh, you know, had your servers uh, knocked down? Have you ever been able to determine if you have been attacked what they were going after? 
Yeah, I believe that it wasn't a, a government or military sinister operation. Yes, I have been hacked. Yes, I have been attacked. Uh, one of which came uh, last year, which was very, very interesting. They installed a, a script on my server. And uh, to make an extremely technical long story short, I finally, after hours and hours and hours of searching, found it. Because, I, I mean, I have hundreds of thousands of files uh, in, the, in the website itself, so it was very tough to find. Once I was able to track it down, I talked to uh, one of the leading antivirus companies out there, arguably, which is AVG, and I talked to one of their main techs. And uh, they were the only software that actually detected this virus. McAfee didn't, uh, Norton didn't, no one else did, but AVG did. And so once I got the code to them, they said this was the most sophisticated strand of this particular virus they had ever seen. And I have that all in writing. So whether or not I was the unlucky schmuck that got some kitty hacker from the middle of Kyrgyzstan who decided to find some server vulnerability on the Black Vault, I don't know. Maybe that's a big coincidence. We have another coincidence to play out right now. We have John Greenwald Jr. joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com Radio advertising on GCN, the Genesis Communications Network, is simple, affordable, and reaches millions. How do we do it? Let's break it down. First, the simple part. You tell us about your business. <laughs> then our expert radio copywriters write your copy. We hire professional voice talent. Hello there. I'm a professional announcer. And then produce your ad with just the right music and feel. <laughs> Voila. Simple. How affordable? 60-second ads on GCN are the most affordable national radio advertising rates, period. And that brings us to reach. Millions of people listen to GCN radio programs on over 700 AM and FM and XM stations and streaming audio live. That's it. A one-stop shop. Creative radio ads. Very affordable rates. Millions of potential customers and customer service that can't be beat. See our current list of satisfied advertisers at GCNlive.com. Then shoot us an email, advertise at GCNlive.com. We've lived in this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV jewelry and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? 
the police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to easyarmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs, and I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit easyarmor.net. That's the letters E-Z-A-R-M-O-R.net. Or call 888-58-ARMOR. That's 888-582-7667. Easyarmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy. Weakened by GMOs, stressed out about money, and blasted by the electric environment. Hi, I'm Pastor Ginny, and that was the state I was in back in 2010. Then I learned about RNA drops. I learned that 97% of my DNA that scientists have called junk is actually packed with millions of gene switches that play a critical role in controlling how my cells, organs, and other tissues behave. I learned I don't have to put up with disease, decay, or decline like I'd been conditioned to believe. I began taking RNA drops, a 100% natural formula designed to turn on those switches and provide me with amazing health and joy. Learn more about RNA drops and order a free sample today. Visit rnafreesample.com. That's rnafreesample.com. Or call toll-free 888-577-3703. Pay only shipping and handling for a free 30-day supply of RNA drops. Get the information you need and the health you want at rnafreesample.com. Hi, this is Don Ecker, and you are tuned into the Paracast. Let me tell you what, you're going to hear stuff here that you probably won't hear anywhere else. Hear that, George Snorri? John Greenwald Jr. of the Black Vault joining Gene and Chris in the Paracast. He was talking about the time that his server was hacked. You know, we have a firewall up on our web server. We have a dedicated web server running our Mm -hmm. sites and forums and handling a lot of the downloads of our shows that GCN doesn't handle directly. And every day I get emails from the firewall. The software generates emails about attempted intrusions mm-hmm. of our server. We get from 50 to 100 a day, sometimes hundreds. Of course, yeah. with a robust firewall, it doesn't mean anything. It's just one of those things, and you put up with it. But I recall on one occasion, our sites were completely down because somebody got in there and they it's very sophisticated they basically change the link to the server software which is something called apache so mm-hmm. they change the link to apache the web server software that we use so the sites wouldn't come up now it was an easy fix but it was a very silly dirty trick if nothing else maybe it came from that block in shanghai i just saw an article uh recently that uh it was some like in the 90s uh percent uh, hacker attacks are coming from this one particular block in Shanghai. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's sad because a lot of these hack attempts are done by these, you know, 13, 14-year-olds in countries where hacking is actually not illegal. And that's what's tough. Uh, you know, you, you, you get these kids that can get into a government system. And it happened just a few years ago. Uh, where, you know, so I forget exactly what country it was, but by the, the law of that particular country, it was not, cybercrime wasn't a crime. You know, they cooperated with the United States military to get the information back. Uh, the United States uh, decided not to pursue any international crimes, uh, but the, uh, the country itself couldn't do anything to this little kitty hacker because it wasn't illegal. 
There's definitely a lot that has to be done with cybercrime, uh, because it, it, and a lot of military strategists are saying this as well, uh, that cybercrime is really the terrorism of the future. Right. And I think we have yeah. to really analyze how vulnerable are we, because uh, I, I think we are so digitally dependent on our cell phones, our Facebooks, our social networks, our checking in everywhere we go. Uh, that you know, the horrors of social networking is is a very evil topic that I love talking about uh, because it, it really, I think, is is a very uh, dangerous path our society is going down. Chris, many more questions. Yeah, here's one. Uh, this again is from Gogs Mackay. Is there any document that you know exists that you've heard about, and maybe perhaps someone has seen it? that you would love to get your hands on uh, that you haven't acquired yet? Is there any smoking gun document that, that you're pretty sure exists out there that you really would like to like to get? You know, other than theorizing of, of a document's existence, no, I, I can't say that there's anything out there. Um, here's my quick response to leaked information and, and stuff like WikiLeaks or stuff that appears in somebody's mailbox or, you know, something to that effect. I don't hold any weight, truth, or validity to documents that do not come to me under official letterhead. And the reason is, is because in this day and age, and even 20 years ago, the ability to, to, to fake a document is so easy. You know, you'd go nuts trying to verify every government document or alleged video or anything like that. That's out so there. where do you come down on MJ-12? Well, it, I knew you'd probably go there pretty quick. Um, here's the deal. I've been friends with uh, with Stanton Friedman for a very long time, uh, almost as long as I've been doing the Black Vault. So that's that's going about 16 years. And Stan's an amazing researcher and, and personal friend. The reason I say that is I've spent a lot of time looking at Stan's research. And if anybody's going to prove it, it's him. And I think he's got a lot of evidence to that. And, and he spent a lot of time investigating it. Do I personally believe the MJ-12 documents are real? I'm going to be honest with you and say I'm not 100%. I think there are um, some coincidences, absolutely. There were some official documents that may be mentioned, Majestic, uh, and or an MJ-12. Does that mean it's the same exact MJ-12? I don't, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, the fact that Stanton Friedman is confident that it does and confident that the MJ-12 documents are real, I don't say this about many people in this field, but if Stan says it, I believe it. Okay, this leads to yet another question from uh, from our, our fine poster, Gogs. Do you have a particular stance uh, pertaining to the UFO question? In other words, are you a nuts and bolts guy, or are you open to some more esoteric explanation? I'm very nuts and bolts. Uh, I, I've never seen anything myself, never had a, a sighting or experience, uh, but I'm very nuts and bolts, meaning I think that uh, what we're dealing with is, is in the physical realm, it's something that we could touch one day. I don't think it's spiritual, or I don't think it's the ninth dimension or anything like that. Um, and and I, I believe that there's a lot of science that comes with the extraterrestrials that are out there. Uh, hopefully that answered your question. I could keep going, but I think that um, yeah, that's it does. kind of my, it, my, my surface answer to that. It, in other words, yeah, you are a nuts and bolts guy, and uh, you know, a, a person that has collected uh, over a half a million pages of, of government documents. If you're not a nuts and bolts guy, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah, so, that's uh, right. Here's, here's some questions from Conrad Hartman, who's, uh, uh, again, been a, a poster at forum.theparacast.com and quite an act, active participant as well on our forums. 
What topics, John, within ufology do you feel are underreported and underdiscussed? And conversely, do you feel that there are any topics that are beaten into the ground? And I add, uh, besides Roswell. Besides Roswell, well, that was that was my answer. You stole, <laughs> uh, be, be, meaning beaten into the ground. Um, well, what about underreported stories and underdiscussed? Uh, do you do you feel that there are some cases out there or uh, angles on the subject that we're not, uh, you know, addressing enough or putting enough focus on? Well, I, I think the astronaut sightings and, and the NASA videos are, are pretty fascinating. Whether or not they are true UFOs in the sense that it's showing extraterrestrial spacecraft or top-secret technology, uh, I'm not real sure. But those, to me, I you know stand out. And that's a, that's a personal opinion because I'm just kind of into that. If the government is saying, here you go, and it's photographs or, and or video, I think there's, there's something to that. And I think that, that we should definitely look at it. And not many people in the mainstream media, not many journalists truly do. I think really to answer that question, honestly, though, I, I've got to look at it, uh, look at the topic as a whole, not necessarily a particular case on a particular date, right. but the topic as a whole. And I think that really what the media is missing is the magnitude uh, and the frequency of, of sightings that are out there. Are, are they all unexplainable? No, absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. In fact, I would argue the majority of them are explainable, that they are Earth-based objects that could be top-secret technology or, or something to that effect. But there is a percentage, even if it's a fraction of 1% of the cases that are out there, uh, are truly unidentified real and hold a strong possibility to there being an extraterrestrial connection. That's still a very sizable number. Uh, and I think that that's something that we need to look at a, as a whole. But when you look at the main uh, method for this information to get out there, and that's namely the media, when you look at the mainstream media, the, the media channels that people actually watch, it's a very underreported topic. They glom onto one UFO story maybe every two or three years. And it's generally around a slow news time, and it's generally like weeks after the event happened. And what does that mean? Well, it's a slow news day. They have nothing else. You know, I work in television. Unfortunately, that's how it works. You don't get a, this just in, breaking news, and they interrupt your nightly program because a UFO was spotted over Phoenix, or a UFO was spotted over D.C. They don't do that. And I think that... Um, that's too bad because I think there are cases out there. There are uh, there is physical evidence out there uh, that warrants a scientific investigation and warrants uh, the media to really spotlight it, and they just don't. So you know, not not to rule out any important cases. Going back to your question, I just think it's the topic as a whole. You really have to look at that. That is what's underreported. What happens, of course, is then you get the Fox News alert, and it's all about some show business personality who got arrested for drunk driving. There is where you go. John Greenwald, Jr. of the Black Fall, joining Gene and Chris in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. 
Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. So here's what happened. I was placing an order online. The site went down. It just stopped responding. It took hours before it returned, but I'd already placed the order with another company. If your site goes down, you could lose business. And if you have a business or personal site, you'll want to know it's easy to run and it will stay online. At iWeb, your site is hosted on one of the most reliable networks in the world. Check it out. iWeb.com. That's iWeb.com. U.S., one in every 50 homes will have a break-in this year. Burglars call it smash and grab. Police call it robbery. We call it avoidable. We are Fake TV, a simple electronic device that can fool even professional burglars. Fake TV easily plugs into any outlet and simulates the changing colors of a television. To a burglar, it looks like someone must be home watching TV, so they'll likely move on to an easier target. At only $34.95, fake TV costs less than a month of most alarm monitoring plans. And it's perfect if you're traveling or away from home. Order your fake TV by calling 877-5-FAKE-TV or go to faketv.com. That's 877-532-5388 or faketv.com. Fake TV, the burglar deterrent. Are you still a traditional smoker? Now experience a new lifestyle and try vaping with e-cigarettes by LeSig. Imagine no ashes, stains, nasty smell, or coughing and hacking. With LeSig e-cigarettes, revolutionary microelectronic technology, rechargeable battery, and unique replaceable cartridge, you'll get all the benefits and satisfaction of smoking without the hazards. Choose your taste from a wide variety of our new American-made vape-free e-liquids at LeSig.com. And LeSig smokes the competition by serving thousands of worldwide customers with real people customer service fast free same day shipping and a 30 day warranty and satisfaction guarantee so are you ready for a new vaping lifestyle then call 870-518-4307 that's 870-518-4307 or visit lesig.com spelled l-e-c-i-g.com lesig e-cigarettes for today's modern smoker Many Americans suffer from poor digestion, which can adversely affect their health. For you guys who have digestive issues, glutathione is amazingly important for inflammatory bowel disease, ulcerative colitis, Crohn's disease, stomach cancer. The glands of the stomach produce lots of glutathione. So glutathione's got multiple roles to play, and one of the best ways to upregulate to make more glutathione is to take the building blocks, glycine being one of the most important of the building blocks for making glutathione. Your ultimate enzymes contain something called trimethylglycine. We know it as betaine. We talk about betaine as an important ingredient for acidification, for keeping the pH of the stomach nice and low. But betaine can also help you make glutathione. Help your body build glutathione. Order Ultimate Enzymes by calling 866-735-2470. That's 866-735-2470. Or on the web at brightsideben.com. That's brightsideben.com. 
Order today. This is Hilly Rose, and I hope that you do listen to the Paracast because you will learn a great deal about the paranormal. So many questions, so little time of John Greenwald of the Black Vault. Go to theblackvault.com, and you'll find all this stuff, and he has forums and everything recommended highly. With Gene and Chris, Chris has been asking the questions from you listeners. You posted them in the question bank at forum.theparacast.com. Let's continue. Well, this one comes from Jeff Davis, who's a uh, fairly recent addition to the Paracast Forum uh, family. And he has a number of interesting questions, one of which is, have you ever come across, John, a, a document that supports the notion that the United States is participating at a very confidential level within, within an alternate United Nations-based space and aeronautics technology program or one that has been publicly suppressed? So I guess it's a question about some sort of Dolan-esque uh, breakaway civilization kind of secret space program. Is there any indication in all the FOIA material that you have been able to gather that we have a, a some sort of secret space pr- uh, development program? I'll be honest, I wish that conspiracy was true. Uh, I really do. I, I Unfortunately, no, I don't see any evidence to that. And on the contrary, see more evidence that the government is losing their interest in the space program altogether. And that's not just because of the public company line they give about budget cuts and so on. I just think that that's who's running our country. That's our politicians. Uh, No one namely. It's just the majority of them do not see the value in the program. So I don't see the black budget dollars going towards a secret uh, UN space program. I really wish it was true. I've got a strong personal connection to the space program. My father uh, worked uh, on the space shuttle, and he was instrumental in, when you saw the space shuttle take off, the main engine, what they call the SSME on the shuttle, he, he was instrumental in making that work. He was the one that built built every one of them. Uh, wow. And was a weld engineer. And yeah, he, uh, he's an amazing guy. And, and my grandfather, who unfortunately I never met, uh, was uh, connected to the early days of the space programs with the uh, working at Bell Aircraft with the Bell X-1 and the Bell X-5, if you're familiar with those programs, and working with rocket technology, which led to the Saturn V, which gave us Apollo, and the rest was history. So, yeah, it's uh, even aside from my personal connection and my passion for it, I think it's a very important venture. I think it's an endeavor we should not leave behind. So we don't have secret bases on the moon. We haven't already been to Mars, that sort of thing. Uh, uh, Andrew Bassagio and Laura Eisenhower aside, of course. So, so you feel that the government is telling us uh, the complete extent to our technological accomplishments in space. Unfortunately, that's one area I think the government probably is being honest uh, about. And uh, they, they said, here you go, here's what we discovered, there's no point in going back. And, and they're turning a lot of stuff to the private sector. And I think with the most recent uh, private launch, uh, with the one rocket that they you know had engine failures on the way up and it uh, ended up not uh, putting the satellite in the proper orbit, I think, you know, you're going to have the horrors of the space race all over again. And that's very scary when you look at, uh, you know, you look at uh, the mission, which was later deemed Apollo 1, when we lost the three astronauts on the launch pad, uh, simply because of a door lock. The hatch didn't have the proper handle. When you look at events like that in history, 
uh, and it is an amazing history. But when you look at that, we learned those lessons and we moved on. Right. I think now if you try and push that all to the private sector, which I am a fan of, but when you try and push that all to the private sector and then NASA just kind of you know, falls to the wayside and they don't do the space exploration that they've been doing with the shuttle program, you're going to have a lot of those mistakes all over again. And I think it's it's going to be detrimental to the point that yeah maybe it'll you know it'll be this little seed of a budding space program that's been funded by maybe Virgin Galactic or all these billions and trillionaires that have more money yeah, than I Robert can Robert Bigelow, you know, dream of they have more money than I have. Wow, I wish I had a portion of that uh, to invest. Okay. But they but they may plant that seed, but it may quickly die because they didn't have the passion. Uh, and the drive uh, that the, that came along with the early stages of NASA. Uh, now it's all about corporate greed and how much can we charge Kim Kardashian for her first space flight with her baby. You know, I mean that's that's what it's. Let's face it, that's what it's going to come down to. Well, and how about terrestrial technology? How how about R and D programs that are producing potentially uh, human, uh, you know, engineered flying triangles or large aerial platforms that are being reported more and more frequently around the, especially in this country. Do you think yeah. that there is some sort of, of uh, exotic black project technology that's uh, being flown around and misidentified as UFO? Uh, yeah, that, that I believe, uh, now, now you're on to something that I believe that they are covering up, and that is that top secret technology where they're pushing the envelope on, you know, what is that next top secret aircraft that they could develop that can go mock X, you know, how, how, how fast can they get it to go? And uh, that's where I think a lot of the black budget dollars are going. And um, I think that that's obviously uh, easily provable, uh, not to uh, bring up the bin Laden raid again. But when you look at what happened uh, during the bin Laden raid, well, they used top secret stealth helicopters that had never been acknowledged before. And really, kind of never rumored before. If I and I could stand corrected if somebody knows that they were talking about this type of technology, but these were no cheap pieces of equipment. And yet, we go into a country that is our ally, we're not at war with, and we send some of our most top secret technology. Now, what's my point? Well, my point is is that we have absolutely no idea what these guys have that's flying in the air. We have no idea what's on the drawing boards. And we have no idea what's going to be flying next week. And, and I, that's where I believe a lot of these UFO sightings can be explained. Um, that's the rational way to look at it. But also I think that that's what they're, they're actively covering up, or at least a portion thereof. Well, that would take us back to Roswell, because Roswell could have been an early sort of test aircraft. I don't, I don't disagree with you there, but where I would probably be devil's advocate and say that that's not true is here we are in 2013, and we are still yet given an explanation. And when you look at all the other top-secret technology that took decades for them to plan, plot, test at Area 51 at White Sands, New Mexico, uh, the average is uh, arguably about 30, 40 years for that technology to be declassified. And look at how much time has passed since Roswell, and we've gotten so many different explanations, four the last time I counted, of official explanations from the government and military, that if that were to be true, we would have learned about it by now. And they would have given us some kind of indication, hey, this is what happened at Roswell, and then we could go, oh, now we get it. But that's never happened. Unless that led to other technological breakthroughs that they don't want to reveal. 
You know, there could be a chain of evidence there they don't want to open up that can of worms. I'm not saying that's the possibility. It's one because we really don't know. We don't know, and it's absolutely a possibility. But again, there's so much heat on them for lying for so many years. I think there's that breaking point where they should just say, look, guys, let's just get this conspiracy to rest, and we'll start fighting the other ones. Here, this is what it was. It was Project XYZ, and they they released that. Roswell, case closed. Right, again, case closed again in parentheses. <laughs> you have to add the again. And then they, they released that final explanation. I, I would think that they would want to get the heat off of them, but instead they just keep digging the hole even deeper. Well, you know, we assume here that the government is competent. You know, it's a very big, large assumption. And yes, we do a lot of things right, but it's also true that they do a lot of screwball things. That's right. Yeah, that is a big assumption to make. Well, I have, a, I have a question here from Rigiwa, who's been a, uh, a longtime poster at forum.theparacast.com. And this is news to me, John. I'm not sure where he got this question from, but can you tell us about the documents you got from the Obama administration where cabinet members were discussing, quote-unquote, alien implants and Dr. Roger Lear's research? Huh? Yeah, that was kind of an interesting find. And in fact, while we're talking here, because I didn't see that question, or I'd be a little bit more prepared for it, but under the Freedom of Information Act, just to kind of give a little bit of background, uh, you can request electronic records, and that that includes emails. And I think that one of the one of the finds that really kind of got a lot of attention was the fact that internally uh, there were some emails that uh, were talking about Dr. Lear's implants and his research. Now, this is what I'm, I'm going to say, and I believe Larry Lowe of The Examiner, if I believe I have that uh, correct, was the one uh, that kind of originally reported on this, uh, that it was more of an email and a discussion. It's not like they wrote the articles. And Larry was the author of the original piece that they had forwarded around internally. And, uh, and that's kind of where this whole thing kind of blew up. Um, I think it may be a little bit bigger than what it sounds. I think that this was just an internal email. Um, but nothing, nothing really came of it, to be honest with you. Uh, nothing really, um, there was really nothing to report. It, was, it just came up in the electronic records. And I'll tell you what, we have to come up with this. With Gene and Chris, you're in the Paracast. Are you tired of searching for great talk radio? Something more important. Search no more. We are the GCN Radio Network. Hi, this is Ted Anderson. If you'd like to listen to GCN programs on the go, I have great news. GCN has created a Droid and iPhone application, and it's free. Just as easy as going to GCNlive.com, click on the banner, and download. Before you know it, you'll be listening to your favorite hard-hitting GCN shows, live or on demand, right on your Droid or iPhone, 24-7 and on the go. So download the Droid and iPhone app free by clicking on the banner at GCNlive.com. Thanks again for listening to GCNlive.com. Again, that's GCNlive.com. 
Hi, this is Ted Anderson. Have you ever wondered why banks, stockbrokers, investment advisors won't talk about gold IRAs? They've been available since 1986, yet the financial industry won't recognize the value of gold for your retirement. Gold has outperformed paper investments, yet no word about IRAs. If you would like to have gold for your retirement, call 800-686-2237. Don't get left behind by rising inflation and low returns. Call 800-686-2237. Secure your future and call 1-800-686-2237. It's an MRE smorgasbord at longlifefood.com. In 1983, Long Life Food Depot was one of the first to sell MRE pouches to the public, and we're still selling them almost 30 years later. Today, Long Life Food Depot has the world's most complete MRE online buffet because MREs are all we do. Tasty varieties of chicken, beef, salmon, and pasta entrees, plus sandwiches and our easy-to-use pouches. Full moisture, long shelf life, and ready-to-eat hot or cold. We sell by the pouch or case, so the choices are endless, and so are the graduated quantity discounts. The more you buy, the more you save. Call 800-601-2833 or go to longlifefood.com to join our email list for upcoming announcements like the Rollaway Food Pod. Plus, enjoy fast and free shipping. Just call 800-601-2833 or visit longlifefood.com. Emergency preparedness, emergency relief. Longlifefood.com since 1983. Sending real food to your real future. Welcome back to the Paracast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. With Gene and Chris in the Paracast, John Greenwald Jr. of the Black Vault, at theblackvault.com is answering listeners your questions so many and we're talking about this particular set of documents about alien implants hmm. any more to say before we go to our next question john yeah very quickly i think what a lot of people don't realize is that when you work for the military work for the government and you use their servers to send an email that that becomes public record and official documentation and you can request that under a law that Clinton passed called the Electronic Freedom of Information Act, which then included all this electronic and digital re- these electronic and digital records. So you do find stuff like this where somebody can be talking about their lunch or Starbucks, or in this case, you know, Dr. Roger Lear and, and his amazing work. No conspiracy behind it, but shows that at least people internally are sending emails about it. But that's that's about as far as it goes. Okay, here's here's a question from Ezekiel, who's been a longtime poster at forum.theparacast.com, and uh, it's one that I, I, I would like to hear the answer to. What is your most compelling document that you've been able to, uh, to uncover uh, to date? In regards to UFOs, I'm guessing? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it all depends on <laughs> what floats your uh- boat, John. Okay, well, I mean, I will stick with UFOs. I, I, I mentioned the Air Force Manual 10-206. Um, I, to me, that's a very compelling story. Another one that I bring up a lot is not one that I discovered for the first time, meaning it had been out in the public domain, but this was the four-page document on the 1976 Iran incident. And this, to me, I think, number one, is a fascinating story and one that displays technology that we don't even have today that I believe really shows... Uh, the extent of a cover-up, meaning why is it important to keep these stories under wraps? But on top of all that, I, I, it's what got me started in the Black Vault. This was the first document 
that I had ever received under the Freedom of Information Act. And the quick backstory is that I discovered it online. It was one of the very few documents in 1995, 1996 that was actually online. And it talked about this UFO over the city of Tehran. And it shut down two separate F-4 Phantom jets, meaning took away their controls and communications. You could only explain it to be, in the sci-fi realm, a mothership. Now, why do I say that? Because the document said it had a second UFO come out from underneath it, a third UFO come out from the side of it. Uh, These were actually intelligent craft, because according to the document, the one uh, UFO that came out of the original object actually flew around the F-4 Phantom jet, meaning physically around it flew. It had intelligent control. Uh, So when you look at this, and you read it, and you go, wow, this isn't uh, an early X-Files episode. This is something that's documented in the United States military. Uh, that's fascinating. And that's one one document. That's just a four-page uh, document. And I think it's in, uh, obviously, the, the story goes in much more depth than the four pages. I was just trying to summarize it for you. But that, to me, is fascinating and uh, and something that I think many people should look at and see that that document alone proves that there is technology out there that we just cannot explain because to date, no one has been ever able to explain what happened in 1976 in Iran. And I'm sure you're familiar with Ron Regeer, who uh, oh, yeah. was involved mm-hmm. with the optics program, uh, optics uh, side of our space program. He he has has done some digging in this particular event, and he's come up with corroborating uh, evidence to suggest that the the reports as they were filed were. And the events, as they were described, were it was a real event uh, based on his sort of back-channel research. Well, you mentioned that, that you feel that these are nuts and bolts craft. Um, what is your current opinion on the UFO subject? Again, this is from Ezekiel. In your mind, is it a phenomenon that still requires much more data to interpret? Or are you at a stage where you are 99.9% convinced that some events are due to beings traveling to our planet from other solar systems in nuts and bolts craft, quote-unquote? Or is there some other sort of unknown dimensional component to this affair, et cetera, et cetera? I've structured my lecture at the UFO Congress this year over that very question. Not to repeat myself, but I've never seen anything. I've never had that experience. So being a nuts and bolts kind of guy, I need that experience to say I'm 100% convinced they're above our heads. They meaning extraterrestrial. But what I will say is that I am 99.9% convinced, meaning I've looked at the science and I've, I've been able, you mentioned my resume in the very beginning. I have been very, very lucky to not only work in television, but work in television programs that actually you learn something from. I don't want to take away from any show out there if you like the reality shows where you're looking at B-list celebrities' lives and how they argue with their boyfriend or whatever. Uh, I don't work on those types of programs. I work on documentaries. I work on nonfiction. And I've been very lucky to talk with some of the top minds in astronomy and astrobiology that have worked at JPL, that work at JPL, NASA, uh, even the SETI Institute. And the reason I bring that up is 
and the why and why I structured my lecture this way is that I tell my journey as not being anybody. I'm just a Joe Schmo, but I was thrown into this topic to answer that question: Are they above our heads? Are these connected to extraterrestrials, or is this simply just entertainment? Is this entertainment for Hollywood on the big screen? Is this entertainment for television? What is it? And so I dove into the science. I dove into the media connection with my personal experiences. And you know, when you take all of that and you bring it all together, uh, which in I guess seventy-five uh, minutes is what they're uh, giving me for the lecture. What I've done all of that in the lecture is bring it all together and just use common sense, logic, and our understanding of reality. Just that. You don't have to be a mathematician or scientist or some genius. Just use logic, common sense, and our understanding of what reality is. You can't deny that there's an extraterrestrial connection. You just can't. You can take any skeptical argument and blow it out of the water. And that's how I structured the lecture. So being the nuts and bolts guy, I'm not 100% there because I don't have the experience. But I can say confidently that if you really take some time and look at the topic and all the different facets of this topic, I think it's pretty easy to prove uh, that there's something going on. Well, that kind of uh, dovetails to another question uh, from Marduk, who's been a longtime poster uh, at the Paracast. And his question is, given your extensive and longstanding work with FOIA and other governmental material, which of it do you feel is 100% genuine and smoking evidence of contact with something other than mankind? Now, you mentioned the 76 uh, Tehran event, which I think is one of the most compelling UFO cases in my own uh, personal estimation. Mm-hmm. But if, if these documents exist and are verifiable, how could they be better brought forth to, you know, for public attention? Uh, and are there other cases and documents that you feel are slam dunk evidence that we're being visited by extraterrestrials? I wouldn't call it slam dunk 100% proof, because I think that if, if that was out there, you would probably see it more on the media, and you you know if I had it, I I would be on television. I would be on Fox okay, News. Okay, well I, I'm sorry, I used the wrong but, term. He said mm-hmm. smoking gun, smoking, smoking gun, gun evidence. I, I I would even rephrase it to say the exact same thing. I don't think the the smoking gun yet is there. This is a huge puzzle to me, and I I think that um, everybody has to look at it as just that a puzzle because. The minute you start putting these pieces of the puzzle together, because you can't just look at one piece here and one piece there. you got to start putting it together. You, you start putting the pieces together and you get a picture and you start to understand a little bit more and you look at it and you go, ah, that's it. And then you realize one other very important fact. And that picture that you just put together is actually only a piece to a bigger puzzle. And, th- and it just keeps growing and growing. And I think that that's, that's what we're currently faced uh, with when it comes to the UFO phenomena. Uh, I mean no offense to any other investigator or researcher out there, but if somebody claims to have the smoking gun, they're lying. Because there's no reason for them to not be able to prove it. Now, they may have amazing evidence. They may have amazing stories. They may have an amazing experience. uh, They may have some physical proof. But you don't have that smoking gun there yet. I've never seen it. If anybody out there has it and thinks that I'm full of it, by all means, uh, let me know. Send it along. I, well, send in the clowns, send in the smoking guns, we'll take them. John Greenwald Jr. joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. Is that- 
there a secret UFO agenda? Do strange creatures from the darkest corners of the mind roam the earth? Is there evidence for mind control, time travel, or devious government conspiracies? Find out the inside scoop on the latest conspiracies, paranormal activity, and Freudian phenomena when you subscribe to Tim Beckley's Conspiracy Journal. It's jam-packed with stories, special book and DVD promotions, and the best news, it's absolutely free, sent right to your mailbox. Plus, a bonus free email newsletter sent out every Friday. Simply send an email with your name and address to MrUFO at WebTV.net. That's MrUFO at WebTV.net. Find out what they don't want you to know. Hi, this is Peter Kronschnabel from Midas Resources. As you know, federal government spending is at an all-time high, and inflation will be a direct result of the spending policy. European government and central bank spending policies have put the European Union on the brink of collapse. What are you doing right now to protect yourself financially? Are your assets working for you or against you? One thing is certain. Having physical possession of gold and silver will guarantee that no matter what happens to our economy or the dollar, your investment will never be worthless. And it will protect you from that hidden tax, inflation. If you've been thinking about investing in physical possession of precious metals or having an IRA in precious metals, I can help. Call me today, Peter Kronschnabel, at 800 800- 686-2237, extension 108. And I'll take the time to personally put together a portfolio designed to protect what you've worked so hard for. Call 800-686-2237, extension 108. You've worked hard your whole life, and I want to work hard for you. Call Peter at 800-686-2237, extension 108. Hey there, my name is Frank Bates. Do you know the number one most valuable item in a crisis? Some people think the answer is gold. Others think it's a gun. But the correct answer will shock you. I just created a free video at Crisis123.com that reveals a surprising item that is more valuable than gold in a crisis. 97% of Americans don't have this one critical item. In fact, they haven't even given it a thought. And the sad truth is that you may not survive without it when a real crisis hits and a starving mob is right outside your door. What I have to tell you could literally make the difference between life and death for you and your family. Watch my video at Crisis123.com to discover the number one most valuable item in a crisis. You'll be shocked. See the controversial video that thousands of other smart patriots have already seen in the last three months. Go watch my video now at Crisis123.com before they force me to shut it down. Again, that's Crisis123.com. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. That bears repeating. Digestive health is the key to wellness and elimination of toxins. And Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse is the key to digestive health. Pro-EM-1 is a powerful liquid probiotic, strong enough to cleanse, gentle enough to use every day. Pro-EM-1 is dairy, wheat, and soy-free, contains all natural and certified organic ingredients, contains no preservatives or animal products, supports a healthy digestive and immune system, supports weight loss, improves absorption, Absorption of food nutrients, aids in controlling yeast infections, is never freeze-dried, and uses three groups of live, viable, beneficial microbes to cleanse and remove toxins. Order Pro-EM-1 Daily Probiotic Cleanse at Terraganics.com. Spelled T-E-R-A-G-A-N-I-X.com. Terraganics.com. Or call toll-free 866-369-3678. That's 866-369-3678. Pro-EM-1, the raw probiotic. 
We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Paracast, send it to news at theparacast.com. That's news at theparacast.com. And don't forget to visit our famous Paracast community forums at forum.theparacast.com. Yes, basically, we're hearing Chris after he smokes a few smoking guns. Is that what causes it? I don't want to hear no, that kind I, of sound. I, I absolutely agree with John. I think that there's a lot of, of documents that have been uh, gathered over the years. Of course, John has done an admirable job of, of being a repository for many of these documents, if not most of them. But I agree, John. I, I don't see the smoking gun document that proves definitively the identity or or even the the type of of intelligence that may be behind these enigmatic objects that uh, defy our level of physics and one thing that i'm i've always been interested in with the foia process that you've been undergoing is is the the cattle mutilation phenomenon you have been able to uh uncover some pretty interesting documents there including i think you were one of the first people to have the uh fbi files related to that subject on your website what do you feel about that particular topic and as a follow-up from jeff davis how about holographic projection technology uh have you ever uh encountered anything in that realm as well well to your point on cattle mutilations i mean that i find as a fascinating topic uh i wouldn't say that it is my personal number one research drive i'm the first to admit i am not the most educated on that very topic but I've spent some time to look at it enough to realize, you know, there's got to be something to it. Because when you have these cases, and these are the ones that fascinate me, where you have these cases of cattle mutilated during the winter on a farm that's covered in snow, and they're found in the middle of the snow, you know, 100 yards out with snow 100 yards all around with no evidence of tracks or anything. And it looks like they were just dropped in the field. And I remember another case, and Chris, you're, you're obviously much more educated on this topic than I am. Maybe you can help me out on this particular case. But I recall one where the cow was found seemingly dropped onto a fence post, and, the, and it was impaled from the backside up, meaning it was dropped upside down. I don't know if you remember this case or not, but I found that one fascinating. It's always stuck in my head. So I think that with cattle mutilations, there's... There's definitely something to that. Are a lot of them possibly explainable? Yeah, I do believe that. Well, like UFOs, uh, most of them are actually. Yeah, and and yeah, exactly. So I think that uh, we have to take that into account. But there are those percentage of cases that kind of make you scratch your head and go, "Hey, wait a minute!" One of the first shows I ever did for History Channel. Uh, as a producer, was on cattle mutilations. And we got to go out into the field, and we got to... Uh, or Actually, let me preface the story very quickly. We were doing a historical documentary, meaning just on the history of it. And as we were in production, we got a telephone call about a cattle mutilation in Farnham, Nebraska. And it just so happened to uh, to happen that 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 week that we were writing this show it was a pure coincidence so needless to say we redeveloped the entire show within hours went out and then we created the show for history like i said it was one of the first first shows i worked on but it was very interesting to kind of see the raw video the stuff that was too vulgar for television of these cattle that were mutilated out on this farm and while my uh, boss was actually out shooting, I was just a uh, what they call an associate producer on this particular project. Uh, the show producer was the one out shooting. 
they went out and filmed uh, the cattle mutil uh, the cattle mutilation, the cow that was down still in the field. And so they kind of wrap up the day. They go and they're about to have some some dinner, and they get a phone call that the next farm over, about five miles down the road, just had another cattle mutilation. So they hopped into the car, packed up all the cameras, drove down the street, and sure enough, filmed a second cow that was down. So it was very interesting to see this all play out because it's not something that you can convey on television and say, yeah, we were doing a different show, but then we had to rewrite it all because this happened or this happened. You just kind of have to tell a story in 44 minutes for a one-hour show. You only have 44 minutes to tell it. So you're very limited. But the backstory to me is it just adds to that interesting factor to cattle mutilations because, you know, there are those cases out there that you just simply can't explain. Now, the second part of your question, the, the hologram technology, the holographic technology, uh, if I understand it correctly, I'm, I'm guessing you're talking about the next generation stealth. Is that, do you think, Chris, that that's... Um... Yeah, uh, it, as it relates to these large flying platforms that may be some sort of projections, and of course it, it dovetails into the to the whole Serge Manast sort of uh, mid-90s idea of a Project Blue Beam and, you know, holographic mm-hmm. projections of Mohammed in the sky or something. Yeah, I haven't, where, where I kind of see more evidence is the holographic pro- projections, if you would call them that, for more playing into a stealth technology role. Meaning, right, cloaking, you know, cloaking device. More of a cloaking, correct, yeah. In regards to a holographic image in, in a sky or, or, you know, making an event seem like it happened, and that even ties into some of the conspiracy theories about 9-11, by the way. Gene, I don't know if you're a proponent of this story or not, but... You know, there's there's a lot of theory that the planes weren't really there, that obviously the towers were brought down by explosives and the planes were projected in the sky to make it seem like they were physically there. And uh, tell that to the big engine that they found on Chambers Street. Yeah, exactly. I think don't too bother much- me with facts. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't bother me with the facts. My my mind is made up. That, that type of technology, I don't see any evidence of it, but DARPA does some crazy projects. The Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, uh, or DARPA, they do some crazy projects. And if they had something like that to really project something in the sky and make you think that it's there, although I don't see evidence of it, it wouldn't surprise me in the slightest. Some of the most recent stuff that's come out of DARPA and, and some of the advanced technology are the next-generation drones. You're not talking about something the size of your car anymore. You're not talking about something the size of a suitcase. You're talking about stuff that could be the size of a mosquito or a cockroach. And they're developing these cyber insects equipped with GPS cameras and surveillance equipment that can literally fly into anywhere. And you may see a fly on the wall and try and swat it with your paper, and on the other end of it is a little mini satellite remote control antenna uh, that goes to the operator, and he flies away, and you're just annoyed, thinking that it's just an annoying buzzing fly, when in reality it is a mini drone watching you in your living room or in your office or spying on some foreign leader. So that's the technology that's coming out now, and you, you look at that and you go, wow, if that's what they're telling us, that's what they're admitting yeah. to. How long has it been operational? And on top of that, what do they have that they're not telling us? And uh, so I'm, I'm always fascinated by, by those types of stories because sometimes it's not the story itself. 
It's what the story implies. Uh, good answer. Well, uh, this is a, another uh, question for you. Uh, do you have any interest in non-UFO paranormal subjects, such, such as cryptozoological creatures, ghosts, hauntings, high strangeness events, that sort of thing? We've talked a little bit about the uh, con- more conspiracy-tinged subjects. How about uh, paranormal subjects? And you only have 30 seconds to answer. Oh, uh, wow, that sums it up. Yes, I'm fascinated by it. But I have to put a period on that. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Uh, when it comes to government documents, though, to quickly sum it up, they're very hard to find when you get into those fringe elements of the paranormal. Right. But interestingly enough, even on spontaneous human combustion, the FBI has a file on it. So never cease to be—I uh, never cease to be amazed about what they really have in their archive. I wonder, after all these years, Chris, what files the FBI and CIA have about us. John Greenwald Jr. joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. The GCN Radio Network, providing the world with hard-hitting talk radio. GCN. Great talk radio starts here. Graphic Converter is the image manipulation tool for the rest of us. It does not use any database. You get full control of all your files. Want to view the images of a folder? Drag it into Graphic Converter, and a powerful browser opens up to show your image files. You could use it for slideshows. You could use it to import images from digital cameras or from scanners. Need to do some image editing? You can do that, too, in Graphic Converter. Also, print catalogs convert from so many formats i can't even list them download now to see if graphic converter is good for you like one and a half million other users guess what you could save money when you buy graphic converter use the coupon code night owl use the coupon code night owl to get a special price for graphic converter go to lemkesoft.com that's l-e-m-k-e soft.com lemkesoft.com l-e-m-k-e soft.com What's better than Mountain House freeze-dried food? Buckets of Mountain House freeze-dried food. Now the freeze-dried guy introduces convenient, easy-to-store Mountain House survival buckets filled with our top-selling items. Each item is sealed in a Mylar-type pouch, and each pouch is neatly packed in clear buckets so you can easily see the contents inside. These Mountain House survival buckets come with well over a 25-year shelf life and are perfect for emergency preparedness, camping, backpacking, or at-home use. Go to freezedryguy.com, click on freeze-dried foods, and choose our 12-month, 6-month, 3-month, 1-month, or or seven-day Mountain House Survival Bucket with 32 generous servings starting at just $69.95. And all orders to the lower 48 ship free. Call 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. That's 866-404-3663 or go to freezedryguy.com. 100% veteran-owned. The Freeze Dry Guy. If you owe the IRS back taxes, listen carefully. Sweeping changes to IRS policies will help more people than ever eliminate their tax debts once and for all. And now I can help you reduce or eliminate your tax debts and end your tax nightmare. Hi, I'm Dan Pilla. I've helped thousands of people reduce and eliminate tax debts they couldn't pay. And after more than 30 years of experience dealing with the IRS, I can tell you there's no such thing as a hopeless tax case. And with the IRS's new policies, it's easier than ever to put your tax debt behind you once and for all. Call now at 800-346-6829 to learn how I can help you. 
You know your IRS debt will not go away by itself, but you don't have to live in fear anymore. Call 800-346-6829. Learn how I can help you eliminate wage and bank levies, release tax liens, and negotiate a settlement with the IRS that will put your tax nightmare behind you forever. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to TaxHelpOnline.com. That's TaxHelpOnline.com. We've lived in this neighborhood for years. We have an alarm system and all of our doors have deadbolts. They kicked in our door and were in and out of our house in about five minutes. The police arrived in about 20 minutes, but they were long gone with our TV jewelry and my guns. I kept thinking, what if my family had been home? The police officer said that more than 85% of break-ins are through a door and that deadbolts alone don't stop intruders. The officer told me to go to EasyArmor.net if we wanted something that would actually stop an intruder. Easy Armor reinforces all of the weak points on your doors and is guaranteed to prevent kick-ins. I was surprised at how little Easy Armor costs, and I installed Easy Armor in about 30 minutes. Visit EasyArmor.net. That's the letters E-Z-A-R-M-O-R.net. Or call 888-58-ARMOR. That's 888-582-7667. EasyArmor.net. Ultimate door security made easy. Clark, author of the UFO Encyclopedia and other books. You're listening to the Paracast. Consider the conspiracy here. Gene Steinberg, Chris O'Brien, studying paranormal stuff for many, many years, longer than John Greenwald Jr. has been alive. I'm sure he realizes that. He's the young whippersnapper amongst us here. You wonder what the government knows about us. If they're watching Eugene, they must be awful bored. They must be awfully desperate. <laughs> they have to be well, here's a question, John. Belief. How do we get more people from your generation and younger to get interested to the extent in these subjects that you have to really do the heavy lifting, slog away in the trenches, file these requests, get out in the field possibly and investigate? What can we do to interest people and in, uh, young people in somehow get them to not be jaded and totally accepting of all these subjects and, and really want to find out more. You know, what's funny is I remember being asked that when I was much younger and there was no younger generation. You, you, you said, and younger. Now I'm at that point where you have to add that in there. I'm feeling old. Uh, but to answer your question, I would say that this topic is very serious. It really is. It's very deep and it's a lot of fun. And when you add all that together, I think anybody would naturally be interested in it. But you got to look at what the young generation, you know, my generation and the generation younger than, than I am, what are they seeing? And they're seeing, number one, they're seeing these amazing science fiction flicks. They're seeing these amazing CGI capabilities. So immediately that generation is being grown up that it's all fake. Now you add that into the fact that it's a joke to most media outlets that deal with the topic, if they deal with it at all, that it becomes this joke. So now you have this stereotype and this kind of aura around the topic that, oh, it's all fake, oh, they're all, they're all crazy, um, and that's they're just something that tinfoil hat-wearing people... Yeah, that's you know, not very that, motivating. <laughs> it's not very motivating, and so I think that we need to try and redefine that that we need to try and get out there and say, look, there is some fascinating material that you can see and prove for yourself. 
You don't have to believe Gene. You don't have to believe Chris. You don't have to believe John. You don't have to believe any of us. If you took 20 minutes and looked at the real evidence that's out there and, and genuinely kept an open mind, I think it would, it would grab anybody. I truly do. But in this day and age, that's getting more and more difficult because when you go on the Internet and you Google UFO and you, you, know, you come with, up with 37 trillion websites, how many of them have that real viable information? There's a lot of cases and there's a lot of people out there that, and I won't name anybody in particular, but there's a lot of people out there that sometimes give this topic a bad name, that they throw whatever they can out there to sell a book or to sell access to a website or, or so on and so forth, all to disappear like 12 months later and then never be to be seen again. Or it comes out that it's the biggest hoax of mankind and they put their life behind it and they go, yeah, well, I kind of knew that, but how about this one? This is the new one. And I think that kind of stuff really gives this field a bad name that I think we need to work together and not against each other. I don't, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't want to make it seem I'm on a soapbox, but I think that this they, they call it the UFO community for a reason. And I think that a lot of people are missing that community word that I, it's not about the sharing of knowledge anymore. It's about who can sell the most. I think that that's, that's really an unfortunate trait yeah. that is becoming more and more prevalent. And I don't want to seem like negative Nancy. Please don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, because president, co present company included, uh, I would say there are amazing people in this field that care about the information that's out there. They care about what they put their name behind. And I think that we need more of that because I think that will encourage and entice more people to get involved. But you know, it's it's a tricky question to answer. It really is, and it's a, a, a difficult problem to solve. You know, I think if people think they can earn money from UFO research, except for a very small number of exceptions, it never happens. No. It doesn't. That can't be a motivating factor because you're doomed if it is. It re yeah, you really are. And Gene, I'm sure you've seen a lot of this in the years you've been doing the Paracast and been involved in kind of the Internet uh, world of this as, as I have been. But in 16 years, I have seen so many come up and disappear. So many try and sell stuff and disappear. So many websites that say send me money and disappear. And it's happened time and time again. And that's what always scares me is, you know, how many of these do we have to go through people that have that smoking gun? Going back to that question you asked me, Chris, what's the smoking gun? Well, to me, in my opinion, it's not there. But when that person comes out and says, we have the smoking gun, but you got to pay X amount to get in to see it, or you got to pay X amount to buy it to look at this or, or whatever, that scares me to death because yeah. you will never become that millionaire you think you're going to be. Hey, look, I've got a book myself. It's, it, I'm not trashing authors. Um, it, it's not about that. My point, though, is there are a select few that that is their only intent. And with this topic, the volume just isn't there. The in-mass bestseller on the New York Times number one bestseller list is not going to happen for a UFO book. Um, it, it's, you know, I mean, there are some exceptions. Uh, but there's reasons there are exceptions to the rule, which I won't get into. Um, but for the most part, that's just not going to happen. So I think we, in short, we need to work together. 
Uh, we need to come together. We need to re, re, um, redefine what the UFO community really is and start reaching out and, and start uh, getting out there. And it's something that I've loved to, to work with organizations with, uh, MUFON and beyond MUFON, about reaching out to universities, colleges, high schools. I've, I've been very lucky. I've been able to do quite a few lectures uh, in the last 16 years. And I've been very lucky to do lectures to high school students, to college students. Um, we did uh, a presentation, a one-hour, uh, I'm sorry, a two-hour block where people at Six Flags Magic Mountain, uh, if they wanted to come over and spend a few minutes and ask questions, I was able to, you know, entice quite a few people to come over and, and take part in that event. Wow, neat. So, yeah, and, I, and it was for free. I didn't get paid for it. You know, and I, I've told them a million times, if anybody's listening, you want to organize something like that or help me uh, organize it, I, look, you don't need to pay me. I would reach out, and uh, I love to lecture about this topic, and and as you can probably tell, for the last almost two hours, usually don't shut up about it. <laughs> so I, I love I love it uh, uh, very much. It's been a huge part of my life, and if I could, you know, motivate, uh, you know, one, two, or a or hundred other people to get involved, hey, I'm all for it. I, I think we need more of that out there. Boy, I'll say we could use a, at least a dozen of you out there. You need to get your evil twin and all, all, all its doppelgangers together and create uh, the Greenwall team, and then we could uh, farm you out to uh, all sorts of different organizations, countries, and uh, places on the planet. Boy, we could sure use a lot more folks like you, John. Really, my hat's off to you. I've been one of your biggest fans for a long time. I really admire your tenacity. Uh, the way you've been able to, you know, just uh, like a magician, pull some of these documents out that, that that people, you know, have been trying to get for years in some cases, and you've been able to 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 get them. You're you've made inroads uh, with all the movers and shakers in the field. You're very well well respected, and and for good reason. And uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on the Paracast, and I'm I'm really looking forward to uh, spending a little time with you. Uh, I guess this weekend at uh, at the UFO Congress. You know, it may have actually happened. We're talking in the past tense. And we also have to thank our listeners, and we have another segment left. All the listeners who posed some excellent questions of our guest, John Greenwald. And let me tell you how it works before we get to our final segment. And that is, we have a place where you can gather called the Paracast Community Forums at forum.theparacast.com, forum.theparacast.com. And when we have enough warning, and we actually posted the thread, the topic about John Greenwald's encounters with the Paracast about three weeks ago, three and a half weeks ago, we pose a forum thread in something called the Question Bank. And there you're free to ask whatever questions you want. Sometimes you get so many questions we don't have a chance to ask them or they're already answered by the guests in the course of general conversation. Here we've got something like two dozen questions. Don't know if we have many left, but the point being that this is the way we like to interact with our guests. And it's more predictable, I think, than just taking phone calls, where you can get pretty good phone calls, and sometimes you get phone calls from people who have an agenda. You never know. John Greenwald, Jr., joining Gene and Chris. You're in the Paracast. America's number one source for independent talk radio for over a decade. We are the GCN Radio Network. 
If you want to get your website online and you need reliable service, first-class service at the lowest possible price, there's only one place to go. Well, DreamHost has a special promotion with our show where they'll offer you unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, one-click web apps such as WordPress, 24-7 support. You can save over $55. You want to know how? Go to DreamHost.com slash radio, DreamHost.com slash radio. Whether it's personal mail, whether it's business email, you want reliable, dependable delivery, freedom from spam, freedom from viruses. Well, Polaris Mail offers professional email hosting services for your personal or small business use. Each account uses 25 gigabytes of storage, an easy-to-use webmail interface, and full mobile sync. Sign up today for a 30-day free trial at PolarisMail.com, PolarisMail.com. It's an MRE smorgasbord at longlifefood.com. In 1983, Long Life Food Depot was one of the first to sell MRE pouches to the public, and we're still selling them almost 30 years later. Today, Long Life Food Depot has the world's most complete MRE online buffet because MREs are all we do. Tasty varieties of chicken, beef, salmon, and pasta entrees, plus sandwiches and our easy-to-use pouches. Full moisture, long shelf life, and ready-to-eat hot or cold. We sell by the pouch or case, so the choices are endless, and so are the graduated quantity discounts. The more you buy, the more you save. Call 800-601-2833 or go to longlifefood.com to join our email list for upcoming announcements like the Rollaway Food Pod. Plus, enjoy fast and free shipping. Just call 800-601-2833 or visit longlifefood.com. Emergency preparedness, emergency relief. Longlifefood.com since 1983. Sending real food to your real future. Are you always five minutes late? Maybe you're only late when you don't want to be somewhere. Then you realize you're always five minutes late. For work, you set three alarms, drag your feet in the shower, drink your coffee slowly until you're rushing out the door. Five minutes late. It's not that you hate your job. Hate is such a strong word. You're just not that excited about it. But most people don't love what they do, right? Listen, if you're local to the Twin Cities and Burnsville, are hardworking, self-driven with experience in sales, marketing, or advertising, are personable, and a whiz on the phone, you might want to join one of the largest independent talk radio networks in the world, GCN. Because right now, we are hiring, and we offer benefits. Experience preferred, but we'll train the right person. Is that you? Submit your resume today to advertise at GCNlive.com. That's advertise at GCNlive.com. Come work with the Genesis Communications Network, where you'll want to be five minutes early every day. Positive results from satisfied customers of Heart and Body Extract continue to pour into our website, HBExtract.com. This is Al from New Jersey. One day I saw your ad for Heart and Body Extract and it mentioned that it would help me with angina, so I decided to order. I figure I had nothing to lose. Heart and Body Extract supplies your body with everything it needs to balance itself and maintain optimal heart and circulatory health with no negative side effects. I took the formula three times a day as directed, and I kid you not, within four days, my angina pain was completely gone. Order HB Extract by calling 866-295-5305 or online at hbextract.com. That's 866-295-5305 or hbextract.com. 
I could not believe it actually stopped the pain. Heart and Body Extract actually works. This is just an amazing product. Even the numbness in my hands is completely gone. Heart and Body Extract for a long and healthy life. This is Jacques Vallée, and you're listening to the podcast, the gold standard of paranormal radio. With Gene and Chris in the PowerCast, John Greenwald Jr., he has the Black Vault at theblackvault.com. Just check the site out, you'll see what's going on. Chris, any more questions in the hopper? You know, uh, I... Believe it or not, Gene, I think I've I've uh, pretty much gone through all the ones that are pertinent. There are some questions that he's already answered that we don't need to go back over. But uh, but but John, what you know what what is on your radar? I know you have your own radio show. You're doing an incredible amount of work now and, and quality work, I might add, uh, in Hollywood, helping uh, take these neophytes uh, just out of film school and kind of training them, giving some on, on the uh, on the job training about this subject area. Where do you see the media's role developing in this subject matter? I, I personally feel that um, the entertainment side of it has been uh, emphasized uh, in the past 10 years or so, I think a little bit too much with the reality-style uh, programming. What do you see as an anecdote for... Cliff Notes versions and uh, you know pop culture programming. Uh, I, I really do like the the unsealed uh, shows. Uh, as I said at the top of the show, I think that there's a lot of good information that's coming out. I really like the uh, Battle of L.A. Uh, show uh, episode. Mm-hmm. I, I learned uh, some interesting things that I didn't know. Uh, every show has some uh, nice pearls of wisdom. And uh, so, if you saw your ideal program covering these subject matters how would you change the existing paradigm in hollywood and and what would you do differently i think that the paradigm in hollywood has really gone towards that reality tv spin team of people going out investigating ufos now even though ufos are fascinating ufos are uh, interesting um let's face it if you've been out in the field a lot of times it's not all that exciting, you know, you, and, and television has a knack for needing that excitement and making that excitement. And you see that in some of these shows that are out there where you go, oh, come on, you know, how, how hokey can you really get when you really look at what they're doing or what they're saying and so on? And again, I'm not saying any show in particular, uh, but that's, through, that's true in, in quite a few of these genres, whether they be ghost hunting shows, UFO hunting shows, you know, even just uh, silly B-list uh, celebrity shows, that you need that element. You got to get away from that. That's what, that's what the future to me is. Yeah, especially the lipstick cans in the face. Exactly. Like, I, there's some people, and, and I will put my name at the top of the list, that shouldn't be shot that close up. We shouldn't see John Greenwald's pores in his face we just shouldn't and unfortunately that's what we're doing on some of these shows and i think what we need to do is go back to that non-fiction traditional documentary find a way to make that exciting because the stories themselves they truly are exciting and if you know how to produce television you know you have a great director you know how to direct you can make these shows what the audience wants And I think that, and this is my personal opinion, don't have any insider knowledge, but I think the reason why some of these paranormal slash reality shows rate very well is because while the topic is hot, but they have nothing else to watch, 
There's no other paranormal show that does it right. They all have the same cookie-cutter formula. And if you really kind of take a step back and look at all the different types of shows, again, whether it be ghosts, UFOs, hunting Bigfoot, whatever, what is it? You've got certain people from certain walks of life going out as a team of people investigating cases. It's the same cookie cutter. Uh, it's the same cookie cutter technique. I think that, that that day's done. I think that they rate well because there's no other show that is better that's out there for them to watch. They don't have a sticking power. I mean, how many times can you see people banging on trees and then and then jumping in the air saying, "Did you hear that?" Yeah. Uh, like finding Bigfoot. You know, one show that you were involved in that I really appreciated and I think was very underrated uh, for its run was UFO Files. I remember the show that you helped on Colaris, the Colaris cases in the uh, late 70s, early 80s down in Brazil. Uh, I believe you were involved in, in some of the research on that program. That was fascinating. We need more more shows that really dive into some of the the, the lesser-known cases that uh, could be really important and compelling and could be inspirational for people to get, uh, you know, inspired to get more involved in researching the subject for themselves. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I agree. The, the cattle mutilations uh, program that I mentioned a couple uh, segments ago with the History Channel, that was part of the UFO Files series. Now, I didn't work on 100% of all the UFO Files episodes, uh, but worked on, I believe, nine. I was a producer, writer, director, on, I believe, nine of them. I was able to see a lot working on those shows. We were able to accomplish a lot. And I think that that's really kind of what we need to get back to if we're trying to entice people to get involved. Because when you look at the reality spin to it, not to, not to beat a dead horse, uh, when you look at that spin, you, you kind of get this aura of it being television. It's entertainment. And it's not real. It's nothing that people should get involved in because it's just these four people. And that's not true. You know, what, what reality show really invites you to take part, get out there and investigate it yourself? And I don't think there are any out there. It's all about we're the prime experts. There's only four of us or there's only three of us. And that's it. No one else can do this. That's why we're on television and you're not. And I think that that's such a bad, uninviting aura around uh, UFO and paranormal research. I think when you have that traditional non-fiction style, documentary style, not boring and dragged out, but something very interesting and done well and done properly, you see the people that are involved and you go, wow, wonder, you know, I wonder what else is out there. And then that entices people uh, to get out there and do their own research. But in the reality sense, you kind of close it off. And you go, well, yeah. I went out there, We, our team went out there, we investigated this, we didn't find anything, and if we can't find anything, neither can you. And then right. we try to fall, and that's it. And I think that that's, you know, that's, that's kind of a bad aura. Um, again, I'm not trashing all of them. I was a producer on UFO Hunters. I was in season three. Uh, I, I, I produced three of their episodes. Uh, and so, again, I'm not knocking all of them, but a lot of them are like that, and I think that we have to really kind of um, in television anyway, redefine that. And until uh, the executives get out of this reality draw, uh, it's not going to happen. And I, I, hope it, I hope it does happen. I hope it happens fairly quickly, too. What's going right. to happen with the producers is that they will only make that decision with the executives at the TV networks when the ratings go down. 
when we get sick and tired of watching the real housewives of podunk or whatever show they are i never watch those things then we'll get back to real reality tv not staged reality tv in the remaining minute or two left here john greenwald jr tell our listeners where they can get more information about what you're all about and maybe what projects you're going to be working on in the future uh yeah absolutely so the com is usually the best way to reach me um, I'm learning more and more every day. People think there is a team behind the Black Vault. I take that as a compliment, but the reality is it is only me. So if you click contact, it goes right to me. There's no uh, no middleman. So if you've got uh, something to say or criticism, praise, or want to just throw sand my direction, by all means, uh, you can contact me that way. Uh, social networking, everybody loves it this day and age, so obviously Facebook is one of the main ways in the social network platforms that you can get a hold of me and follow the Black Vault. Uh, I do send out the daily updates through Facebook primarily, so you can uh, you can follow kind of what's up to date. I've got a Black, a Black Vault page that you can subscribe to, and, and you can uh, follow all of the recent editions. I post recent document editions, anything news. Uh, sometimes politics, sometimes my personal opinions on stuff, uh, but mostly what's truly happening in the FOIA area and FOIA arena for me uh, and the Black Vault research. I have a fast question here, John, before we split. And that is, is the Obama administration easier or harder to communicate with to get FOIA documents? Uh, in my experience, and this is documented, harder. I've heard that. I've heard that. Chris O'Brien, where do we find more of your stuff? Well, uh, we live in a strange planet. It's OurStrangePlanet.com. Come visit. And uh, got some new videos up there. And, uh, you know, we're always adding new stuff. OurStrangePlanet.com. And what about us? We are on Facebook. In fact, twice. There are two Paracast fan clubs on Facebook. And someday I'll figure out a way to get them to become one. We're also known as the Paracast on Twitter. So you can follow us, and maybe we'll follow you if I get around to it. That's how it goes. John Greenwald of the Black Vault. Thank you so much for joining us this week on the Powercast. Uh, thanks for having me, Chris and Gene. It was a pleasure being on again with you guys. The Powercast, featuring Gene Steinberg and Christopher O'Brien, is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. Tune in next week for a new adventure in The Powercast. <laughs>